2: Dragon's Greed Gaming and welcoming you back to another episode of Mork's Mad Boys, our Warhammer 40,000 Wrath and Glory All-Orc All-Greenskin Campaign. Thank you so much for joining us. We're delving into episode 14 tonight. Uh, But before we do, as always, if you haven't already, stop by Facebook and give us a like there and a follow. Um, to hear all the latest news about the show and the podcast we've got coming up. Uh, At this point, it'll be this year, 2023, but it's still 2022 right now. And be sure you stop by Spreaker, where we host the podcast. Give us a thumbs up there. Stop by our YouTube channel. Give us a subscription if you could. It really helps support us as well. Uh, As I've been saying, we've got some uh, actual video content coming in Uh, 2023, with some Warhammer Fantasy Battles. That's the old tabletop. So we've got a Tale of Gamers uh, series we're going to be running, probably monthly, so be sure to check that out as well. And um, if you want to throw a couple coins into the Dragon's Horde, please stop by our Patreon and consider joining us there. We've got four different tiers of um, goodies and uh, pledge levels that you can get in on. And yeah, you might find something there you like. Uh, Even if it's just for two bucks a month, every little bit helps. And uh, it's gonna help us get stuff like extra kit, our hosting costs, things of that nature, you know, subscription fees for some of the things we have to have and do, and uh, yeah, the more we have there, the more we can uh, push and maybe uh, maybe make this uh, more than just a, a hobby gig in the future. At least that would that would be the ultimate goal, I think, but whatever you can do to uh, to help us out, uh, we appreciate it, whether it's giving us a thumbs up or tossing a couple coins in our, our direction, we appreciate it all. All of it is helpful. And um, we thank each and every one of you. And speaking of thanks, I want to give a couple shout-outs. First, to uh, some new YouTube subscribers, uh, Cooper Cox and George Gaston. Thank you so much for joining us there. And especially thank you to Cooper, who has been liking and commenting and thumbsing up all of our Wrath and Glory episodes. Uh, I know you're eager to hear the next episode, and you can't wait a week. I wish we could do more than uh, one per week. That's all we've got in the, uh, the docket right now, but thank you guys for joining our YouTube family. And a special thank you to our newest Patreon member, Scar. You've heard me mention his name before. Scar is the host of the Twitch channel, uh, The Neon Swamp, and that's Scar, R. Uh, check him out. He does tons of role-playing game things. You may have heard me over there on the Neon Swamp a couple times this year, playing in a variety of games. We did uh, basically a different RPG system every month, and I was fortunate enough to play in some Alien, Mothership. Uh, I, I ran a game as the Zombicide RPG. Uh, I played some Vampire the Masquerade. He did some uh, Murkbjör, uh All sorts of cool stuff, so... Um, check out his channels as well. Uh, he's hoping to get into some podcasting next year. Uh, but he's got some great Twitch stuff and a lot of content too. So uh, thank you for joining us, Scar. We appreciate that. And uh, check out his channel because he's got some really good stuff there. If you like RPGs, you'll like what he's got. Plus, he always puts on a different costume for his, uh, his monthly game. So if you want to see him dressed up like a Nostromo crew member or... Edgelord Goth for Vampire. Check it out. Uh, But without further ado, let's hear from our players tonight. We got the whole gang back together again. Uh, Tell us who you are, who you're playing, and anything exciting as we are heading into the week before Christmas or any other cool stuff you've been up to. Uh, Let's start it off with the Frog. What's going on, man?
5: Yeah, I'm the Frog. I'm playing... Head as always, and I, uh, I guess this week I've mostly been trying to wrap things up, and I've done a bit of Christmas cookie baking in order to test out these, uh, like, three D printed cookie cutters that I got for my new sister in law, who is a big fan of the uh, movie Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, so we've got like frog cratchit there's a michael caine one the rat gonzo there's a couple other characters i just they're very like weirdly detailed so i was worried that like they wouldn't cut and come out appropriately without a bunch of doctoring and things like that so i did a, a test recipe and they seemed to come out all right
2: okay did you print them yourself or did you have them printed somewhere
5: Oh, I just bought them on Etsy and I was like, well, if I had bought a 3D printer, which I sort of want to do, maybe that'll be something that turns up in in my Christmas gifts this year, if I'm lucky. Uh, But that would be convenient, but no, (laughs) just purchase them. Somebody's got the uh, artist acumen to, you know, handcraft themselves some strange visages of miscellaneous (laughs) Muppet characters onto a cookie cutter
2: well man you hop onto that the 3d printer train man that opens up a whole nother bag of worms especially for like miniature gamers like us um there's so much you know third party stuff especially for 40k and, and warhammer um, i on like the blood bowl subreddit that are oh all yeah off yeah. the chain yeah and my buddy tom actually got a um he got a sculpt of Scarbrand that he's using for 40k, and I mean, it looks just like him, but it looks a little different than the uh, the GW model. And it's it's still huge, massive wingspan, and you know, it's like you know half the price that the GW model is. I mean, I get it. You know, stuff's expensive yeah. for some people, and when it looks as good as it does. Um you know, for some of those people that have those really nice 3D printers, it's pretty cool, so yeah. But if you I think I got up my buddy Jeff has been doing a lot of 3D printing too, he's kinda turned it into a business, so um I see that stuff all over the place nowadays. Good stuff. Alright, how about uh the war boss, Eric? How are you this wonderful evening?
0: Uh hello. I am doing well. I play Tar, the war boss, former commando. Uh, doing good. I will say that three D printing is a hobby in itself. So if you get into it, make sure you're. <laughs> it really it. is. Yeah. Like prepared for you know the breaks and the the repairs, the new the new parts. It is. It is something. I, I have a resin and a FDM printer. But. Uh,
2: how long have you had them for? Have you been using them a while?
0: Uh, a couple of years, yeah.
2: What do you mostly print?
0: Like cosplay stuff. Like I, I printed a bunch of like helmets and weapons. So I have like a Mandalorian helmet and a Power Ranger helmet. Oh, cool. Some different weapons and stuff. Yeah. I've Which done Ranger? a lot of red. Nice. Do you, uh,
2: do you go to like a lot of cons and stuff? Or you just print it to print it?
0: I... I'd like to. Um, I, I talk about it a lot, but it it doesn't ever tend to pan out the way I'd like.
2: Yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, Especially when the world ended three years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's when I really got into the 3D printing. It's when I was bored at home. Yep. But, <laughs> Look at all this oh, cool pretty- shit
2: I could do stuff with,
0: but I can't leave the house. Yeah. And then the resin is mostly like bits and stuff for my my armies. So oh yeah. Helps.
2: Shoulder pads and chest pieces galore.
0: Nope, and weapons. Lots and lots of chain axes.
2: <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah. Speaking of chain axes, we more got some more uh drip feed stuff for world eaters, man. Angron is a fucking beast. Oh my god. That fucking 36 yeah. attacks. Incredible.
4: Wait, yeah. what? Yeah
2: yeah he's got like 12 base attacks and then like with a lot of characters he can do his weapon like as like a stronger attack that just like melts characters and and you know vehicles or he can do stuff for clearing out you know the chaff and when he mm-hmm. does he gets to make what is it three attacks for every attack on his profile or something, yeah, something crazy like that, that. Yeah. so yeah just I fucking think it does, like, grind stuff
0: Sounds like there's some sort of, like, blood tie thing where you can, like, bring him back if he dies in the battle.
2: Yeah, I've been hearing about that. They haven't shown the rules yet, but... Oh, man, so cool. So, I mean, I'm okay with, like, the best guy in close combat in 40k being able to murder, like, a squad or two at a time if he can get there. Like, that's how it should be. I mean... 180
4: guardsmen in six turns.
2: (laughs) It's funny you bring up guardsmen because on the community article... They mentioned the other two Primarchs, Mortarian and Magnus, and how many Guardsmen they can usually kill on average in a single turn. And, like, they have, like, a guardsman meter, so it was, like, a, a chart with, like, silhouettes of Guardsmen for how many they could kill. And, uh, you know, with with Angron, it was, like, I don't know, something silly, like, he could, like, theoretically easily kill, like, at least 30 guys a turn or something crazy. It was fucking
4: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Rough to yeah. beat Guardsmen in the 40k universe. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Or, basically, if you're a Guardsman, you're better off fighting Magnus the Red than Angron in close combat.
4: Yeah, I, really I just want all. him to melt my mind and make me see Visions of Chaos instead. Tough yeah, choice. well,
2: he only kills like 13 guys on average with his psychic powers, so, you know. Oh, well,
4: that's fair, yeah.
2: yeah.
5: But, like, there's how much kind of, is some- some- he gonna get to do it with his invulnerable saves and whatnot?
2: Hey, man, there's going to be way more than 13 guardsmen fighting Magnus the Red. I mean, there's
4: going to be like 113, so... You yeah, know. He's going to kill one squad and then eat a whole bunch yeah. of flashlights. Yeah, as as Jeff <laughs> used to
2: say, if you point enough flashlights at something, it will burst into flames. <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, Sean, tell us about yourself and who you yes. are and why
4: you're here. Well, I'm, I'm Sean. I'm here to play... Uh, Peppa M.D. and his uh, grot friend, uh, orderly, Mr. Piv. Oh. Uh, and, you know, whichever Dr. Pepper subsidiary, we can tag on to his other weapons or items. <laughs> uh, nothing really special, just getting ready for Christmas. It uh, it snowed for the first time up by us. That was, that was interesting. Kind of like a slushy snow, so I don't think it stuck, but oh well. Oh by interesting, you mean vomit-inducing? Yeah, super interesting damn dude frozen water makes you throw up you might need to see a doctor yeah it's bad bad news bro i hate it isn't your favorite like holiday halloween like right next to like the christmas season
2: yeah and people need to fucking keep christmas in december where it belongs i don't disagree if i see one more christmas tree in july or october i'm gonna burn down a store
5: there's a whole other holiday in between those
2: exactly no one, no one fucking cares. Fucking oh. so dumb.
4: <laughs> See, we've had a tender spot.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Dr. Pepper, uh, we got a new hire at the office, and uh, she likes Dr. Pepper, uh, perhaps uh, more than I do. Wow. Uh, or... What? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't drink as much Dr. Pepper as I used to back in the day, but. I've seen a few few Dr. Pepper cans around the office lately. I'm like, you and I are getting along just fine. <laughs> so that's been pretty cool. Uh, and last but certainly not least, we have the Kyle. Hello.
1: Hello. Um, <laughs> I am Kyle. I will be playing Gravescotch, uh, the burner boy who almost blew his own shit up um, last session and, uh, Interesting? I don't know. Uh, Finishing up Christmas stuff, so I should be good to go by tomorrow, I think.
2: Okay. Well, I ain't doing shit for Christmas other than taking the last week of the year off with my remaining PTO, and it slots right in between having Christmas uh, Monday off and New Year's Monday off, so I've got a nice, like, 10-day weekend coming up which i'm gonna need because last week was awful and this coming week my boss is on vacation so i'm by myself again so um it'll probably all be burned down by the
4: time this week is over my boss is also on vacation this week and i will also be by myself at my new job so everybody's got to
2: use their remaining time and it's just you know before you know it it's december and Everyone still has, like, a week or more left, so yeah, do what you gotta do. But at least we finally got some help, so that's the, the new hire. we are training her up, so hopefully things will get better next year. We'll see. But anyway, uh, I'm the Great Unclean One, and I am your host, and what have I been doing? Still playing lots of Darktide, got my veteran up to level 30 last week. And now we're working on an ogren who is about halfway through his journey, 15 or 16, I think. So climbing the ranks there. And that's really about it, man. It's been pretty busy with work and everything else. So not a whole lot of time doing other fun stuff, but trying to squeeze things in when we can. Buying way more games than I ever will play or have use for. But, you know, can't help it, man. That's my hobby. It's just collecting shit, so... But alas, we are here for some 40k awesomeness. Uh Speaking of 40k, how about that Henry Cavill announcement? That's exciting. Can't wait.
0: You guys think it'll be good? I think so. Oh, yeah. He seems like a genuine fan.
2: I think so, too. I think having some big players like Amazon series and... You know, rather than just an animated film and... You know, I mean, there have been great 40K video games. There have been other great 40K media, right? Like books and novels and shit, comics. So why not a series or a movie? It's the next logical step, I think. So we're counting on you, Mr. Cavill. Bring it home. If uh, if your excitement for... 40k is anything like your excitement for the Witcher, then I think we're in good hands. And uh well, I like Henry Cavill. He seems like a cool guy, so I hope that uh, it's successful and we get something cool. Just please, please if you make it about Space Marines. I'm not an Ultramarine hater, but <laughs> pick someone other than Ultramarines cuz there's just there's so many other cool factions
4: like Black Templars, baby, come on. Like like and... anything else. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just because, like, again, I'm not, a, I'm not an Ultra Means hater. Like, it's fine. They're the main, main thing. I like the color blue. That's cool. The Roman aspect is neat, right? I don't mind that. Um, but they're just they're stock, right? There's nothing, you know. They're the, they're the standard, like Cadia, except Cadia's is dumb. Um, so you know, it's, uh, yeah. There's so many other cool chapters, or better yet, like don't focus on space marines focus on like other shit and have like space marines come in as like the the wow factor or the big you know supporting characters like kind of like they do in in the in the space marine video game like there's three space marines in the whole game and that's like a big deal like that's mm-hmm. fucking cool you know um i don't know but he said we're going to get something we've never seen before so let's let's see what he gives us i'm excited uh, other than that, uh, yeah, let's just dive in. So, alas, we left, last time on Warhammer 40,000, you guys had finally arrived to the planet of, uh... Oh, where the hell are we now? I'm totally lost. charcion I'm not even looking at the right map. You made it to the mining planet of Charsion, where you decided to make planet fall in hopes of entering the, um black ceramite mines beneath the planet's surface in hopes of stealing some Adeptus Mechanicus tech and getting in a good scrap for your boys to blow off some steam after they had messed up your two ships. Uh, you made it to the planet's surface, found an entrance thanks to Head hacker uh, who also detected that the solar zone of the system that you're in right now, the inner cauldron, Uh, suffers from radiation bursts from time to time. So you need to be on the lookout for that lest your ship gets stuck or caught or hit by one of those. Um, But you guys found an entrance into the mines, a massive, massive door with the Adeptus Mechanicus symbol on it, made landfall, and started to try to figure out a way to get in. Um, Eventually you came up with the brilliant idea of launching a boarding torpedo at near point-blank range into the door in hopes that you could then get into the uh, the base. And this worked as the torpedo got lodged in the first of the airlock doors, allowing you to basically bridge your way from outside into the airlock. And as you were entering the airlock, the inner airlock door opened, revealing a battalion, a small battalion of... Um, uh, Adeptus Mechanicus troops, um, and you guys took the initiative, and a couple orcs got killed, some of you took a bit of a beating, but for the most part, you took out the patrol to a man, and with very few casualties, as you just you took some good risks, which paid off, and you then entered the tunnel system splitting off into two groups, uh, one being led by Gravescorcha and Lokhtar the other being led by Peppa and Hedhaka. Uh The Warboss's group came across one of the actual foundry factories inside the mine. Um, with very little Skitari presence, you guys decided to just start scavenging and, and wrecking about and causing a lot of havoc and quickly overwhelming any defenses that were there. Uh, meanwhile... Um, Hadhaka and Peppa, the two of you, found your path split into two. Um, you followed one, found a big door, which you didn't really try to get open, or you tried to get open, but you couldn't get it open, so you said forget it. Um, you went down another path and figured you had discovered a entrance to a command center, and after blowing up the door and I think launching a blast or two inside, you decided to assault the command sender in hopes of gaining control of some or all of the, uh, the mining operations here. So uh, that is where we will begin. Um, if everybody wants to go ahead and follow Matt's suit here and roll our objectives, and we will switch over to a new map and, uh, and get started here. Um, any questions about any of that alright if you guys just want to start uh-huh. telling the crowd your uh, your objectives here we will get started be sure you reset your wrath as well
5: mm-hmm. yeah Ed is going to be trying to overcome a situation by excelling the virtue of faster is better <laughs>
0: Lactar is going to force a grot to do my bidding
2: good one that's that's appropriate for the war boss
4: yeah <laughs> uh
1: Peppa's gonna make a boom
2: we got the explosion one again
1: oh yeah <laughs> uh Scorcha is gonna start a fight wonderful okay well let's
2: move on over to this other map here so we've got Peppa and Head Hacka uh, moving in. And then um, we've got Kyle and Eric will each be controlling some of the orcs that are with them. So you guys have six other orcs in your little assault here. You've got four Feral Orcs, a Big Shooter that Kyle's controlling, and a boy that Eric is controlling. Um, so Eric, you'll take the three on the right, and Kyle, you'll take the three on the left. Um, and so I think that is where we are ready to begin so there is a massive explosion as you guys force open the door followed by another explosion from Hacker's custom mega blaster which he aims through the door in hopes of taking out anyone standing inside and then you guys begin to pile in with orcs charging down the hall and fighting erupting all over uh, the base. Now, as you guys enter the door, which you know now has a massive slagged hole in it, you find yourselves in a long hallway, The floor underneath is metal grating, which you've seen throughout the base. It continues here as well. And you can see that it stretches on for quite some distance uh, in front of you. And you can see that on the left and right, there's uh, three areas, it looks like, where there are probably doors or openings or hallways that branch off to the left and right on either side of the hall. The hall itself is lit now, with flashing like amber emergency lighting that is lighting the way, otherwise, it seems like it's kind of dark and maybe not well lit in here. And you can hear the sounds of Scatari binary battle speak and obvious sounds of movement and the hum and thrum of computers and machinery beyond. So, um, let us roll initiative here because we're basically diving right in tonight. Uh just give me one roll for the orc boys. Whichever one you want to roll, we'll count all the orc all the troops together. <laughs> zero. Love it. Zero. A big old good bag. We've seen that before here. <laughs> this is the only game I think I've ever seen with zero initiatives other than like if you roll really shitty in D and D you have a negative number, which I'm all about that, but I'm atrocious when it comes to rolling initiative in games. Alright. Okay. Leading the pack at a mighty two initiative. head hacker, you are up first. What would you like to do? I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> um, sure. Alright, Headhacker, what's it gonna be?
5: Well, I guess I'm gonna cautiously scoot up and see if I can get eyes on anybody. Uh, wait, what's my movement again? Five, right?
2: I believe it's five. Yeah, speed five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so you can see right here, these are the openings. You can tell that they are hallways. There's no door right there at the threshold. Uh, but you cannot see from where you're standing unless you want to take a uh, what is it? A run action? I guess uh
5: i can move double right or if because... you
2: if you move further that would be a run which is a also... move yeah because i i do
5: have the the mega blaster is an assault weapon which says you can fire it as part of a sprint but take take a 2dn penalty which i think is is like another level up from run is that right
2: yeah, yeah there's there's a regular move which is just your move in meters then there's run which is double your move and then there's sprint which is a full round action uh and it's tri- it triples your movement but you can't normally shoot
5: okay so i could still run and yes if you so choose shoot, so. yeah all right i'm gonna go another one two
2: all right you find yourself running down a ha- short hall beyond you can see a control room the glow of monitors and stations and um, uh, technology uh, glowing in the distance. And on your left and right you see two doors in this little short hallway. Okay. They they look like not like bulkhead doors, but like the typical thing you'd see like in a, like a base or a lab. they're metal and it looks like they probably either slide to the side or slide up. Gotcha. You see, you see, there's red lights on both of the doors.
5: So I guess I can see a bit of this guy.
2: Yes, you do see a Skatari. Can't tell if he's standing guard or preparing to defend, but he does have his gun pointed in your direction.
5: Yeah, I think I'm just gonna fire at him. Uh, just shoot the custom mega blaster. maybe slightly behind him if he's at a panel. If that's gonna matter in the distant future.
2: So the thing that he's standing in front—that's in front of him. It's like a holo display table, so it's only about waist-high. Okay. Um, And you can see there's, you're guessing, probably a 3D, you know, holo image of part of the base, uh, maybe one of the factorums or something like that.
5: Okay. Well, I'm gonna give him a shot, just at this couch right behind him, I guess. Okay. That's the target area. All right. All right, six... Uh, and I can, I think I can shift one of these to glory. Starting
2: off strong. And hit him with some damage. How did you get two glory out of that? Should only be one.
5: Uh, I, yeah, I think it should only be one. I'm not, not sure. sure. Okay.
1: Oh, uh, Scorcha got a oh, yeah. glory earlier. I, yeah, I accidentally did initiative with Scorcha. So uh that gave a critical, so we oh, can pick that up. I didn't
2: I missed that. Okay, then you do have two, yes. Okay. Uh that is a hit for a lot of damage. Let's see if he can uh soak any of that. How much was it? Twenty-two EP3? Yeah, that'll be enough to fry the Skitari He is vaporized in a plume of an explosion. What's the blast on that weapon? Four. All right. Well, that holo table just goes up in an explosion, as does a bunch of the machinery behind him. And you can hear more shouts from inside the room, more binary chatter. Peppa, you are up. Yeah.
4: Let's see. I as well can move, but not sprint and shoot. <laughs> uh, Chris, is each square one? Yes. You, you need a movement? Okay. So. Yeah. One meter. Four, five.
3: Well, let's
4: see. I...
2: Okay. That's... So actually, hold on. Um, no, you're good, papa Go ahead.
4: Yeah. I'm just uh, looking up the range and movement because I want to double check something. Okay. So if you run, you can't perform a simple action, but I can still shoot because that's a combat action. Yeah. Okay. Interesting.
5: You could reload and shoot in the same turn normally.
4: Right. Um, So I will target this guy. Two three
0: four five six seven eight.
4: Yeah, I'll target this Skitari with the plasma pistol. And I will supercharge it.
2: Alright, uh he does have cover. Um in that Oh yeah, I forget if this fucking game you can do cover both ways.
4: Ugh. Hold on. We we determined it at one point.
2: Yeah, but you if can I'm shooting, choose. Yeah. Well, if I'm
4: shooting through the cover, it gives him resilience. If I'm not shooting through the cover, it gives him defense.
2: Yeah, it will. It would definitely be defense here. So, Oof. um, increase his defense by two. Okay. Probably won't matter,
4: but. Um, so you want me to just add two to the, the bonus defense? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so it should be four when we roll it. We'll see what happens. It is four, so it did go up. Um, one possible shift. Um, yeah, we'll shift, uh... Do we want damage or glory? Ah, uh, will go damage. 17 damage at minus three. Okay,
2: let's do a determination roll for him. Ooh, two sixes. God damn, son. I think it's still gonna put him down, though, with the negative three AP there. Nope, maybe not. He is still standing. Oh, rip. <laughs> not by much, but he is still going. What a trooper. Really, really, really is. Okay, <laughs> um... Let's see, okay, well, feral orcs you may go
1: uh and Eric if you orders. wanna if you wanna go like lump some all at once and then I'll go okay um
0: all right looks like feral's still go six all right i I mean I guess I'll stay on this right side with head hacker okay
2: all right, so Eric's squad moves up behind head hacker. Kyle, you can go ahead and move here, guys. Alrighty. Peppa, you see much of the same when you round the corner. There's another set of doors on either side of you. Uh, you can see there's an indicator that's red, indicating they're probably locked or like shut down or locked down. And then you see another holo display that's Katari standing behind. And then behind him, um, it's a raised area. You can see there's a servitor up there by one of the control panels. You, you both would see Servitors sitting in the seats uh, of the control panels, but you do see one that is clearly standing or getting up from a seat ready to, to come help. Well, we will reveal everybody else then here uh, as Skatari and the Servitors are up at Initiative Zero as well. Okay, well, this Skatari uh, moves and basically takes cover behind here, taking a shot at you. Oh, no. with his, uh, Galvanic Rifle, (laughs) that is, holy shit, 11 successes? Yeah, bam, don't stop it. Well, we're gonna shift all that to damage. Three shifts. Wow, 16 damage at AP 1.
4: Gat, Uh, I guess I'll roll Determination. I take
2: three damage. Alright. right. Just move a few things here.
5: Don't worry about where this mouse pointer is. It's <laughs> all just an illusion.
2: Well, the best part is I can have my mouse here and you don't know what I'm actually moving. Let's use the WASTA inputs. Okay. Alrighty. Start. Oh, I guess we should actually do this. Start of round two. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Roll for something here, Peppa and Headhacker, high or low?
4: Uh, I always go high. Okay, Headhacker,
2: I guess also high. <laughs> poor, poor choice, Headhacker. All right. Oh. Uh... So, with a blur of speed that you would not think these machine people are capable of. Two figures come darting around corners. I think I showed you these guys last week, but if not, I will again. You see what are clearly Adeptus Mechanicus creations. Uh, they look similar to the Tech Priests that you've seen with the red robes mechanical body. But their arms um, are these weird uh, ball-jointed devices that basically um, branch off into two separate appendages. Uh, You see that on each arm they have some sort of bluish glowing power blade, and then uh, one of their arms is a regular like clawed hand, and the other is a typical Adeptus Mechanicus mechatendrite. They have these... Basically completely metal, mechanical faces. They're wearing a gas mask, but you can't tell if it's actually a mask or part of their face. And where there'd be the rebreather part of the gas mask, you see many pipes and cables basically coming down from where the nose and mouth would be and going into the chest or under the robes of the hood um, with two bright blue glowing eyes. Again, you can't tell if that's from the lenses of the mask or some sort of power source. And their legs are the most uh, unhuman part of them. They've got kind of those backwards animal legs, almost like a uh, like a kangaroo. And they move with incredible speed. One of them comes darting around the corner from the hall that you were just aiming at, head Haka. The other one comes around the corner um and basically drives straight into the feral orcs. And what do they have? Oh, they've got all sorts of crazy weapons. Okay, hold on. Let's see what these do. Oh god. <laughs> tarsonic blades, a tarsonic razor, and a chord claw? What the fuck is a chord claw? The scalpel fingers of a chord claw are known to dissemble a body with the solace sufficiency typical to the Adeptus Mechanicus. The three needle sharp digits of a chord claw move with unnerving speed, quickened further by the stomach turning sonic resonance of all transonic weapons. Wow, that's a lot. Okay, um. I suppose I should have read these before I actually put these guys into the fight, huh? Let's see what the fuck they actually do. Huh? You never know, man. You never know. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this guy is charging. Charging gives you an extra dice, correct? Yeah.
4: I don't normally use charge, I'm sure.
2: Okay. So these guys, uh, when using a Tarsonic weapon, they have an ability called Tarsonic Assassin. You are a hunter-killer operative, delivering a hail of transonic blows until you find the perfect armor-shredding frequency. You are immune to bleeding. In addition, you gain plus rank bonus dice when charging or making all-out attacks while wielding a weapon with the transonic keyword. Well, I guess this guy will do a charge then and use his... uh, He's got two of these things, huh? Well, he's going to start shredding. So here we go. Against Orc number one. And oh, what's his rank? Okay. Let's get some base dice here. Oh, this is going to be nasty. Big dice pool coming your way. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Well, luckily hey. this is on the Orc. Feral Orc. Not on Headhacker. With five shifts. Okay, it's not that bad. Oh, wait. Rending five. <laughs> All right. So feral orc in the front there. That's Kyle's. You were taking eleven yeah. damage
1: at AP five. All right, hang on here. Uh, so we got no war gear.
6: <laughs> um,
1: eleven damage, AP five. Yep. Uh, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna roll determination.
2: Okay. Probably a good idea. Alright, so you soak three. So that's three shock? Yes. Oh these guys, the Rust Stalkers, they had
1: initiative three, by the way. Oh okay. Um Okay, so that was eleven and uh yeah, okay. So that kinda sucks. Still. <laughs> but he's still up. Okay.
2: Um they have two of these. Uh, who was doing two weapon fighting earlier? What is what is rending five? Oh. It's AP
4: 5. Oh, okay. So I think previously it said the AP doesn't affect if
1: it's you if it's just toughness. So only armor. Oh, so it's only like, it only counts towards armor, it doesn't count towards damage.
4: Well, it reduces resilience, but not past your toughness. Oh, okay. So it just reduces whatever the armor you're wearing, from what Woody said previously.
1: Yeah, and this guy doesn't have anything, he's got a wing plot, so right so they're all toughness yeah
2: okay well this guy doesn't uh, have the dual wield talent but he does have two blades so he will do it a second attack on this guy okay uh this one will be at an additional plus two dn because it's a secondary target um okay that is a critical hit wow (laughs) A visceral blow with crimson gore showering the battlefield and the other feral orc standing next to him. That guy takes a mortal wound Okay. and each character engaged. So the first two feral orcs each need to take an agility f- uh, test at DN3 or fall prone.
1: Uh, The big shooter?
2: No, the two that are next to him.
1: Oh, okay, so not mine. This, this guy there.
2: Okay. Ooh, that's a complication. Okay, so that orc uh, gets stabbed and slips so badly that he's going to take an additional wound when he crashes to the ground. And then this other feral orc needs to take the test. Um, so give yourself a prone condition as well. Assuming you survive the damage, which you might not even... I don't know, dog. Yeah, so I should probably just roll that right now, huh? Uh, yeah. Oh wait, I didn't shift. I had oh my god, one, two, three, four, I had five
1: shifts. Okay. what was the DN for agility? Three. You should be fine. Okay,
2: it's fourteen damage AP five.
0: Oh. Fourteen oh. damage.
2: That's to the per the, the guy, the first guy that he hit.
1: Oh I mean, and you, you failed know.
2: failed your test too, so this guy's prone also.
1: I mean that, that perils is, he's Is he dead?
2: All right. Well, with a sickening slice, he takes down that feral orc in the front. The other guy falls in the shower of blood. Head hacker, unfortunately this thing has its sights set on you. And it's going to use this short claw nonsense. It rakes you with this horrible, horrible weapon. And it scores a critical hit.
4: We're off to a good start today, boys! Uh, yeah.
2: Um, here we go. Uh, can I not... Oh, wait, I can't shift anything because I need those for, uh... I can shift one of these for damage. The other one, we need to actually hit you. Okay, so you are taking... Oh, goodness. 13 damage AP 6 agonizing... Uh, each wound that this inflicts also does a point of shock
5: okay <laughs> so I guess with I guess I'm gonna roll determination now um let's see what I can get there okay
6: that's um,
5: three uh, no I'm down <laughs> definitely down you
2: see, Headhack, a scream in pain as this thing just tears through him, and he drops to the ground. Go ahead and roll a memorable injury, please. Uh, do we have the table for that? Oh, wait, it, I see it now. It should,
5: Sorry, that should was be in a... there. Uh-oh. I... Oh. I have to escalate that because I already have a broken jaw. It's
2: going to say yep. So, uh not only is your jaw fucked up more, but your tongue, look it's misspelled to tongue. Uh your cut to tongue. Uh well, your tongue is basically cut the fuck off basically. Uh so Do you can scream... kind of
5: mitigate that by having it repaired by an iron gob.
2: Uh maybe Let's see and so you are now prone because you are dying. That's definitely true. Um, we'll get to that when it's your turn. But yes, you are prone because you are at zero. Okay. These things are nasty, and it is now oh, someone else's turn. It is Headhacker's turn. Okay. So you can only crawl. Um you can make a basic combat action or you can fall back.
5: Um and does fall back mitigate attacks of opportunity?
2: No, cuz I believe there is a retreat option
4: of That's some retreat. sort.
2: Okay. Cuz the yeah, the
5: the one what was that thing called? Cuz you can you normally use your combat action to mitigate attacks of opportunity um yeah that's fallback is combat action to stop an enemy from using reflective of attack
2: oh there you go F- i'm sorry fallback that's what it's called
5: and you said retreat or did you say fallback
2: i'm looking in the list here right now i don't um i don't see yeah no fallback is retreat so you you can fall back okay. without provoking an attack I think, but, you have to do it at crawling speed.
5: Yeah, that sounds fine. <laughs>
2: uh, uh,
5: which is, what, half of move, so... like, two? Yeah. I get to the back of the pack.
2: Sure. Okay. Leaving the Fairlorks to face this thing. Um, okay. We are on to Peppa. You see Headhacka go down, crawling, bleeding into the hallway. And these weird assassin creatures about to start cutting through the
4: orcs oh boy <laughs> um hmm and then I've got the Skatari who did not die uh the rust stalker probably can't get to me this turn so I'm still just gonna shoot that uh skitari but uh seeing as how things so have suddenly gone from okay to very bad he's going to without his heavy bolter mountain Dunda. <laughs> and uh just start get getting. Alright, um yeah, so uh Is he still in cover? Yes. Okay, so the still the bonus to two to uh yes.
3: defense.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Critical hit.
4: There yeah. we go. I should have shot the Rust Stalker, son of a bitch.
2: He is fucking dead. He had one one left. Oh, that's so cool. So you annihilate him. You got a yep. point of glory for your trouble, though.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, super super cool. It's cool. Yeah. you mad, bro? No, a little bit. A little bit.
2: <laughs> Would you like to move at all?
4: Uh, yeah. Let me move further and see what's in here.
2: So, you can see over here. These are open doorways. Then there's walls that split the, the room. You can see what looks like a similar-looking room. Uh, basically, there's these raised areas over here. There's a little a flight of like three, four steps that go up to a raised area, and that's where all the command terminals are. In the corner over here, this whole wall is a um, like a viewport to look down into the factory that this command center is above. Um, and you see a servitor stomping down the steps coming in your direction. He's okay. armed with like a servo arm. It looks like a melee servitor.
4: Not great, not great. One, two, seven, two three. Just right. move further up this way. Oh. Okay, can see
2: another servitor behind the other holo table. Okay,
4: well, guess we're fighting servitors next. Yeah, that's it for me. Alright.
2: Fair Orcs, you are next.
4: Go ahead, Eric. Alright.
0: Um,
2: I suppose we can just get rid of the dead guys here.
0: Oh, okay. That helps. Uh, so. Wait, so I only have two of these ferals, right? Yes. Oh, I see. I'm gonna move my burn up. My... Oh, let's say I can't move the burn on it Somebody. Oh, I got it.
2: Alright, so what are you doing?
0: I'm going to burn this Rustalker.
2: Can you fire a flamethrower while you're engaged in melee? Kyle? Uh. You normally can't shoot ranged weapons in melee yeah, unless they are pistols.
4: But uh, can you use the flamethrower as a melee weapon?
2: That I don't know
1: i think you can but you would just use your weapon skill okay Can i can i just
0: move
5: could you just sneak around the corner and fire that way
0: can i can my feral and burno just switch places so well if you I... do
2: then the feral's his turn's done so i don't know if you want to move the feral works first
0: oh is Remember, the Bur- this guy's
2: uh- this guy's on the ground too so you might want him to stand up
0: okay oh so they the Burna attacks differently than the Burna the ferals
2: uh, i mean he's got different weapons they all go yeah. the same initiative
0: same initiative yeah okay yes. um okay so yeah so i guess the one that's on the ground i'll stand him up i'll take off his prone okay so my feral can't sh- uh, my Burna can't shoot from the corner because he can't see it well enough mm. There, that's his original position right there
2: i mean you can see him i would say you can you can do it but it'll be a plus two dn because you want if you want to avoid hitting the the feral orc because you've got to try to like poke the nozzle of the burner around the corner
0: okay I'll
2: you know try. i mean you, it's not too hard to coat the the uh, the hallway in, in fire and hit the guy, it's more yeah. that you're trying to not hit the orc standing right next to you.
0: Ooh, why is the DN5 for my Burna? Is that normal?
2: Uh, because these guys have a really high
0: defense. Ooh. So it's gonna be seven? Yep. Okay. Well, Burna's gonna burn. <laughs> Ooh. Oh!
2: three sixes. So close. Um, um you... If you want to use your personal wrath, you may do so.
0: Can I use a glory?
5: Sure. Definitely should do that. we got to get him out. no, there's
2: six! Alright, so you do hit him. Go ahead and roll damage. And we will put him on fire.
6: <laughs> oh, wait.
2: oh, wait, why did I put will... them both on fire? That's not right.
0: How do I roll damage if I... Got a success because of the glory. Oh, um, I have no idea.
2: Well, I guess you don't have to roll it, uh, whatever the ED is on the weapon. Just roll that many D sixes. Uh,
0: okay, so ED is one.
2: You just roll one extra D six then.
0: Let's. Uh, okay, so damage ten plus ED.
2: Yes. Okay, so eleven damage. Any AP? AP zero. Okay, and he's on fire, right? Yes. Okay, roll some determination. Uh, Okay, he soaks both of them. But he is on fire.
0: Alright, next. I guess my feral's gonna run in. The one that
3: didn't stand up. Go for it.
0: Wait, can they... What's your question? I I just... Damn it. I just realized that they had pointy sharp sticks that they could throw.
2: Yeah, they're not very good though, so... (laughs)
0: but um, you got a
2: complication Uh, you fall prone okay you did hit though so go ahead and roll damage okay um, now was that taking into account the wah weapon
0: uh, it says trade wah on the damage
5: yeah wa is if you're already damaged oh wait you get an extra damage die if you're already damaged but an extra attack die normally
2: Yes.
0: No. It says it's including trade, wa- reliable, and wa.
2: Yeah, but is it included? You want to check and make sure it's included in the dice roll.
5: Wait, doesn't uh, reliable mean you can ignore complications?
2: Uh, yes. Yes. The first complication you roll. Nice.
0: Yeah. Percy, Yep. Yeah.
2: How many dice did you roll there? Seven. No, you should roll one more for wa. It should because you should be rolling eight dice. No. Okay, so he is not prone and you did 11 damage. He'll roll determination again and okay, he is now exhausted. Okay. Other orcs?
0: Yeah, I don't think my other one can do anything. He just stood up.
2: He can still attack. It's a move action to stand.
0: Oh, I guess the one guy standing next to him. He's still alive?
6: Oh, yeah
2: yeah is he still alive he just chopped off an orc's head hell yeah he's still alive no that's not gonna do it well you get one extra dice but it's no well if you're all six remember the wall weapon oh <gasps> no, no. <way. laughs> that's awesome
0: danger
2: <laughs> okay how much damage is that
0: uh it's three ed
6: oh
2: damn choppers are pretty legit you know, for being oh, a fucking rusty sword.
0: Yeah. I four so ten damage.
2: Okay. Um. Well, he's gonna try to roll some determination, and oh. he blocks it. But he is. How much was it? Thirteen damage.
0: Or eleven damage? No, ten. Ten. 10. It's eight base, and I rolled a four and a five for the ed.
2: Okay. He only has to soak a little bit then. Okay. Uh, other orcs.
1: Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, let's see. Why don't we get the big... Let's move this back feral up and have him weave in. And Can he go here? Is that possible?
2: Yeah, as long as you don't leave the... It's the guy's threat zone. You don't provoke an attack opportunity, so yes, you can do that.
1: Okay, so he'll get right close to him, and he'll uh, he'll swing.
2: All right, you can get another plus one because you outnumber him, and then you give yourself plus one for the wall weapon. Oh boy, little garbage. Yeah, so
1: uh, many ones. Brave scorcher will bestow. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to reroll. There we go. Oh, holy what? shit!
2: 12 successes with a... crit! Wow. Every single failed dice turned into a success there. Wow. Okay, Um, roll damage, roll the critical. Shift. Do you want to shift anything? Yeah, you can shift all those sixes, probably.
1: Yeah, we're going to shift all of that to damage. Um, Okay. Critical first. Sure. Whatever you want.
2: Overpowering assault target suffers six shock and is staggered and Craig just fucking bailed on the party. Ripped dog! What a jerk. You motherfucker. Alright, hold on. Let me calculate this damage here. Okay. He takes six shock. Well, he's definitely exhausted. He'll actually take a few mortal wounds uh, because he's going to take three mortal wounds because he only had three shock remaining. So that's really good. And then what's your... He's staggered. Okay. Um, Do you want to spend any glory to increase that to add more shock? Every Uh, glory you spend adds two shock.
4: I'll I'll do one. Bro, we've got, like, so So much glory glory right now. Stack it.
2: Oh, all right, I'll I'll do one.
4: Because if you
5: spill spill over, it'll become Mm -hmm. damage anyway.
2: Two? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so that'll be four more mortal wounds which is enough to put this thing down.
6: Oh,
1: nice. I didn't even have to roll damage.
4: Good Jeez.
2: choice. Good choice.
4: Yeah, before he gets another turbo crit and kills someone. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Resilience means nothing when you take fucking eight mortal wounds. Uh, yeah. Okay, other orcs. I think we have the big shooter remaining.
1: Yeah. Can, uh... Can he try and aim around this uh, feral? No, no. not. okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, Well, since that room is is fully occupied, he's going to poke in and see what's happening with Peppa. (laughs) He's like, hi, how are you? And, oh, look, a servitor. And so he's going to probably shoot at this servitor down okay. here. Orc
2: shooting at its finest.
1: going to shoot that guy. Shoot. That is All a right. hit. All right.
2: Roll damage, please.
1: I will shift for damage and then I will roll. 15. 15 damage. No AP?
0: No.
2: I think that's enough. Just get out good old calculator here. All right, bullets spraying everywhere. Most of them actually hitting the target, and that servitor is over here. All right, well done, fellas. Um, Okay, well, stomping around the corner, Sean, the other servitor. It's it's got movement. Five, one, two, three, four. Where was it standing here? One, two. Yeah, I can make it. (laughs) I can't move diagonal here because of the wall, but he could. Yeah, so that'll work. I can move diagonal this way. That's weird. All right.
4: Yeah, I don't know. The walls don't make sense sometimes. Okay.
2: Um. All
4: right. Well, he comes
2: charging at you, swinging his servo arm.
4: Oh, boy. Those are power fists in the board game.
2: Uh, Yeah, they're power fists here, too, basically. I mean, he's only rolling six dice.
3: Uh, well, you know, that's my that's favorite
2: but when you get a critical hit. <laughs> yeah. Oh <yeah. gasps> boy.
4: Uh oh. Yeah, well, Peppa's about to go down.
2: No. Yeah. All right, we're going to shift this. Oh my god, what happened? Wait. Oh, you can hide tests after they're rolled? What? Okay. Shift to damage. All right, Peppa, how does 10 damage AP 3
4: feel? Mm, Like it'll probably knock me out. I mean, he
2: he has brutal, and he didn't roll any extra damage on his brutal roll.
4: True. Um. AP three, so that brings me down to seven. Brazilian seven, so I'll take three damage. Um. Yeah, I'll just take three damage. Okay. Still Critical. That might kill me.
2: Headshot. A well-aimed shot. Oh no, it's like Iron Jaws all over again. <laughs> Sending chunks of bone and brain. Ugh. You suffer one mortal wound and are staggered. I believe staggered means you lose half your speed. Speed is reduced by half. Can't run or sprint. Lasts for one turn. Okay, that's not too I will find bad. staggered. Yeah, it's are you still standing? Yeah. Oh, good thing Big Shooter showed up to save you. <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be another servitor bashing your brains in.
4: But apparently. Uh,
2: this guy, this fucking guy. Another servitor comes slowly stomping around the corner. And... Feral Orc, you see another one looming behind the Rust Stalker, but it is unable to engage. Leaving us with the Skatari. The remaining Scatari pop around the corners here. And are gonna take shots at the Feral Orcs. Alright. Feral Orc right dead center in the uh in the road there, in the alleyway, whatever, the hallway. Taking. 11 damage AP 1
0: Girl, a tree. So I think that's Kyle's right yes
2: no, I didn't target him I bet and then there's another one at the end of the hall uh, 11 I guess he would shoot at Kyle's too because he can't really see anybody else
1: okay roll determination okay yeah, that's three. 3 Okay. okay he's still standing but not great the second shot scores oh. a hit
2: for 10 damage, AP 1. Oh, I'm sorry, there's no AP. Just 10 damage.
1: Is that another determination?
2: If you so choose, yes. Uh, well.
1: No. <laughs> um, no, well, it's fucking. Uh, that'll put me over the Man, he'll soak it. He'll just soak it. Alright, big tough orc. He's still up.
2: Okay, next round. How much damage does fire do, Kyle?
1: Oh, uh, let me... if get to... Isn't it D3? I believe so. D3 mortal wounds.
2: Alright, somebody roll that, or Eric, roll the D3. And then he can attempt an action to go... Okay, yeah. Okay, one mortal wound... Um, and he will attempt the athletics test to put the fire out, uh, which he fails. Okay. Well, I'm going to spend a point of ruin to get rid of the fire, but that will be his turn, because, uh, he tried to put it out. So, Head Hacker, you are up.
5: All right. All right. Well, I'm a little bit down still, but it says that as a combat action, if you have a point of uh, medicae, you can attempt to heal wounds at DN3. Okay. Oh, but if you attempt it on yourself, it's plus one. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to try that.
2: Give yourself CPR?
5: Pretty much. (laughs) I mean, like, just throw bandages on the arms that are falling off, and <laughs> my jaw, which is also falling off.
2: Okay, fair enough.
5: Um, wait, well, how did this happen? That was weird. Anyway. Um, okay. Here we go. Okay, Dn four. Oh, but also I'm wounded. So it's gonna so be kind five. of an even heal. <laughs> cool. <laughs>
2: He keeps putting more bandages out. This is worse, getting worse and worse. Oh no, a oh complication.
5: My God. I'm close though. I don't know. I'm gonna. Wrath?
2: You gonna wrath it? Or... Oh. You gonna glory four. it? Go for the glory, four. bro. Might as well, alright? Yeah, You're so know. close. Alright.
5: Can I do it like this? 1d6? Nope, that's not what the syntax is.
2: Just press the little symbol underneath the checkbox. Yeah, that's so much easier. Oh, so close. No dice, though, folks. Four successes against DN5 and a complication.
5: Hey, I guess I get to see what that is.
2: Lost item. Oh. Let's see what you got. What are you actually carrying right now out of all this shit? Um just the stuff that's equipped
5: i mean yeah i guess i wouldn't have choppa, galvanic rifle shoot i'm pretty sure that's gone i should probably get rid of both of those okay mostly just the stuff that's equipped i guess the yeah the orc flak would be in the workshop uh and okay. the gear and the ammo right. some of the weapons and armor that aren't equipped <laughs> would be on my person
2: all right um well, I don't think you're going to lose either your main weapons because you're not like... There's no holes in the floor or anything like that, so... Um, let's roll for this other stuff here. All right, you lose some of your plasma ammo that the rut was carrying. He drops it in panic because he's trying to... I guess we should have him on the board here. Um trying, trying to keep you alive. He's obviously panicking. Put, but that's... There we go, Gop. There you go. What a great picture. <laughs> uh, is that it, Head Hacker?
5: Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's all I could really do. All right.
2: I'll tell you what. You can roll an extra dice. I'll give you a plus one bonus because Brad Gop would be there to help you.
5: And this is from Brett. Maybe that's he why he it. lost.
2: That's why he lost the plasma. Yes. Hey! All a six. Yep. So in his panic to help you, he loses some ammunition. But you, that passes. So what happens when you pass that test? Do you heal?
5: Yeah, I. Uh, he gets wounds equal to your dice pool.
4: That's that's for if it's a oh, short that's rest, if
5: a single character is during a regroup. Uh, every okay, a wound plus one for every shifted.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. Nope. So I
4: stand up.
5: I
2: you're guess. back in the fight, yeah? Okay. Uh, all the mechanicus train their guns on you. Uh, Peppa, you're
4: next. Um, well, this guy decided to get up close and personal. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna, I guess, drop Mountain Thunder because I can't shoot in close combat. An
2: unidentified xenos uh, threat must exterminate.
4: Yeah. No, no worries, dog. And then I'm gonna supercharge plasma pistol him.
2: You came here. Just remember that.
4: I know. I definitely came mm-hmm. here. This was. This one's on me, dog. <laughs> gonna supercharge it, and I'm gonna aim for his face. <laughs> he still has a face, right?
2: Partially, yeah.
4: Alright, well. Whatever amounts to his face, I'm aiming for it. <laughs>
2: okay, he's got like a, d- a chrome dome here. I'll share the art with you guys so you can see. Um, this one doesn't have a gun on him. He's just got a big uh, servo claw on his on his backpack. But
0: that's oh, that's,
4: yeah, like. that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're pretty sick. Yeah, they look a lot cooler than the, the old servitor art you used to see,
2: <laughs> or the old models and their weird jumpsuits. Yeah. Okay. Well, you definitely hit it because it's a servitor. Um, Do we need to bother damage? Nineteen. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> 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 Beep, bop, boo.
4: Would you like to move? Yeah. Um, well, Ed echoes up. But there's still a rust Docker, so we're going to move. Oh, I can't move that way? Something but it's, ma-
2: it's probably the wall. Yeah. Because this map was sized weird, the walls aren't perfectly precise. So oh. as you get around the corner here, Peppa, you see uh, this... Looks like some sort of energy device, perhaps a generator or something, and it's just got a very uh, weird glow. And it's got what looks like, um, like a defensive shield, like an energy shield over it, protecting it.
4: Oh, I know what I'm gonna start doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's his turn. Yep. Yeah. Um,
2: feral orcs and company, you are up.
4: There right,
0: you go, ahead, Eric. Okay, um, I'm gonna start with the feral orcs that's already in combat.
2: Before Critical. Oh, these feral orcs are bringing home the bacon.
4: Really paying dividends here. Mercy
2: strike.
4: Ooh. Well, he doesn't
2: have lungs to breathe with, but he <laughs> suffers a mortal wound and another mortal wound if you want to spend any glory.
4: Uh...
2: You only have one left, but every glory gives you another mortal wound
0: no i'll save the glory Uh, i mean it's on a rust stalker
4: those those huge fuck
0: okay i'll use the i'll
4: use the last glory all right i mean we, we seem to rack it up pretty quick right
2: two mortal wounds and how much damage
4: uh looks like ten
0: more
2: okay he does take some damage from that but he is still standing okay next the thing is reeling, though. It's on fire. It's, like, starting to slow down. Having a hard time standing on its weird kangaroo legs.
0: Uh, I guess this oracle charge up here.
2: Yes! Charge through the bodies and broken forms littering the hallway. So is remember, that... give yourself plus one for charging and plus one for your wall weapons. Ooh. Okay. Complication, but you did hit. Dropped item. Okay, well, his choppa goes flying across the floor as he hits this guy so hard it falls from his hand. But you do roll damage. That, eight. that is actually not enough to even hurt this guy. <laughs> Get fucked. Next. Damn, right, Jeez.
0: Okay. Um last one I have left is the a Boy. I could probably I probably have to attack him in combat, huh?
2: Yeah, you could probably shoot these guys at the end of the hall. I'm sure you've got plenty of range on oh. a flamethrower. Oh, yeah,
3: okay. you
2: do. You yeah, range 148.
3: Does
0: it. You have, have
2: to be back a space, though, because you can't shoot while you're in combat, so from there, yeah.
0: Ooh. Oh.
2: Ew. But when? You Does succeed. The... <laughs> There's only DN1. Oh. He's staying oh. in the oh. open,
0: so. Okay, I'll take it.
2: All right, 10 damage. He will take some Determination to avoid that. Which, why'd he roll so many dice? Why'd he roll six dice? That's not right. He should only be rolling four dice. Oh, they... The Flesh is weak. They get a plus two bonus to Determination rolls. Okay. Damn robots. Okay, so he soaks the little damage that would have done. But he is on fire which we all know is, is quite good, quite delicious.
3: <laughs>
2: uh Any other orcs? I think the we got a big shootout yep. and another feral orc.
1: Yeah, so I will grab this here feral boy and uh, he's pretty much dead, but he's going to charge this other servitor.
2: Well, if you do that, you're going to have to run past the Skatari and get an attack for opportunity.
1: Oh, okay. Well... Then he will go right here.
2: You can you can charge that guy instead.
1: Yeah, I'll do that. Right. <laughs> so yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna chop a.
2: Chop a four.
1: So Remember that's that a... Matt? <laughs> so that's a plus one Classic. for charging and then outnumbering, is it? That...
2: Yes, and plus one for the wall weapon. So three. Eric, be sure you disequip that guy's chopper because he dropped it. Oh, another critical? Good. Are the Feral Orcs gonna win the day here? It didn't give us glory
4: for that critical, either.
2: Oh, that's bullshit. Let's fix oh, this. Is that
5: attacking oh. a burn? You gotta much
4: ruin down there.
2: Bone-shattering impact! Yeah, why did it...
4: Is it just giving you ruin instead of giving us glory?
2: <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on here. Oh, that's it, they're an enemy character sheet, that's why. I gotta change that later. I can't do that now. Okay, so you guys would get glory. Let's take that ruin down back to 3 where it should be, pretty sure. Um, I'll give you guys an extra glory, because you had another critical in there somewhere. Okay. Uh, bone-shattering impact, smashing the foe's body, reducing arms and legs to fractured splinters. Suffers d3 plus 1 wounds. Okay, that seems pretty good. Go for it.
1: Alright, so this is for the critical.
2: Okay, so that's uh, that is a, okay. So that's two plus one, so three wounds. Okay, and what was the total? Go ahead and roll the damage on that. Oh, also, if you want to spend glory, you can add more wounds to that critical.
1: Uh, also, yeah, I'll take. Uh,
2: and he'll become restrained.
1: I'll do one, so he's restrained, and he takes one more room.
2: I'm assuming it's the second net, because we couldn't come up with a better icon. So dumb. <laughs> yep. Well, he can't move. His defense of one is reduced by two, so it's still one. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, how much lore do you want to use? Just the one. Okay, so four wounds, 12 damage. That's 16 damage. Okay, so he soaks three with shock. It's 13 Okay, that messes him up pretty bad. He's still going, but he is fucked up. And he's restrained. Take that. Big shooter!
1: Alright, big shooter. Oh, fuck, I can't see him. How do I... Is the big shooter an assault weapon? You can sprint with that still shoot. Oh,
2: yeah, that's so cool. It's so orky.
6: Uh, yeah. Believe
2: it's me. too bad you don't have the go faster thing because then you could sprint and shoot and I think that would qualify as a, your
4: your objective.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Papa, are you engaged with somebody right now? No, I'm, I'm good. Oh, you're good. You're all good. Yeah. Our, so our room has been pacified? I think so.
4: Okay. Uh... Yeah, Pepper,
2: you can tell from where you're standing. That's the whole room. There's there's nothing else. Okay, sick.
1: Okay, so... Then the big shoot is going to take a walk outside see that there's a bunch of shit going on. And I would just hit all my boys, wouldn't I? If I tried to shoot? Yes. Okay.
2: Because uh, I believe aiming takes up your movement action, I think does yes so you can't aim because if you if you can aim you could potentially avoid hitting them but
1: okay
5: is aim a standard action because you have move standard combat if if you run you can't aim aim but, is a ranged walk
4: option slowly. right but it but says you can't move yeah you can't it says like you yeah. can't oh, move. That oh move. that yeah. one specifically okay
5: yeah. yeah
1: yeah all right well um in that case i move 1234 he will move two more and that'll be his turn
2: okay the servitors this one's gonna stomp into combat and try to help out his bro who's getting smashed He's gonna try to put an end to this orc here oh i mean
4: Great, but okay
2: servo claw servo arm go smash Uh, that is a complication, and no dice. Out of ammo, that's not gonna matter, so we'll roll again here. Uh, Okay, I guess it was meant to be. I'm not gonna keep rolling. Alright, well, he missed. Um, I'll give you guys a point of glory instead, how's that? (laughs) Simple simple solutions. Uh, The other Servitor, um, you see him walk this way. And he appears in this hall, coming down the other path. Top of round four, please give me a fire roll for this Rust Stalker. Can... will the flames put him down? Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I put the fire out with Ruin last turn. So he's going to slice and dice on this uh, Feral Orc here. Uh, So first attack is going to do 10 damage. And the second attack should have used the Chord Claw. What a rookie mistake. Um, well, I already did it, so we gotta do it this way. Oh, almost another critical. He does hit, though. Uh, he needs six. Okay, he'll just shift that for damage. One shift coming your way. The second strike does 13 damage, AP one. I don't know is this your orc eric
1: yeah that's not mine okay so oh, first okay. attack
2: did 10 damage second attack did 13 ap1 this guy down here and that is the rust stalker so head hacker you will be next
0: this uh, guy in the hallway here yes Oof.
2: with your one wound head hacker you
5: I, guess, do? I guess my question is whether or not this guy on the right is dead I think that's where it...
2: No, because he's not on fire anymore.
5: Oh, I mean... The orc on the right.
2: Uh, I don't know. Is he? <laughs>
0: mm, I think even with determination, I don't think I can say that.
2: Okay, so the first one soaks two, so it'd be eight damage. Minus resilience or whatever. Wait,
5: were they both AP one, or...?
2: No, only the second one, because it's rending, so it, it when you shift, it increases the AP. And then the second attack, you soaked three... So you've got 8 damage, and then you've got 10 damage from each attack after Determination's taken into effect.
0: After Determination. And you
2: soaked a total of 5 damage.
0: So, sorry, you said 8 and 13? That was 10 and 13, so it's 10 and 10.
5: He's resilient 6, so that's like 2 real wounds from the first two and one.
0: one. 2 and 4, so 7 wounds total. Uh, and he has 7 yeah. wounds. He's okay. dead.
2: He ta- oh, he's going to take a point of a Mortal Wound 2 from going over his shock. All right. Well, I mean, you can't act, ask much more from a fucking 12-point model, can you? Really? <laughs> I mean, good good job, Fair Lord. He did so much work. He did. He,
0: he held he did. him up, at least.
2: <laughs> died doing what he loved. All right, hacker. you do see the orc collapse. Uh, all you see is his arm as he hits the ground, uh, kind of, you know, his arm kind of lands, it doesn't come off, but it like rolls out of the hallway or out of the room into the hallway and he, he his uh, choppa falls from his grasp. Very sad orc death montage. I guess avenge, I'm gonna...
3: avenge me, brother.
5: <laughs> I guess I'm gonna poke my head around the corner here and I guess st- straight down the middle um, and fire one... Oh, jeez. Wait, hold on. I can do a full move. So I can do one, two, three. Uh, does blast go around corners?
2: Um,
5: Like if I were to do an explosion for... It depends it, if it goes through the guy? wall.
2: It depends if it goes through the walls or not. So it's going to depend how much damage you do, because the walls have wounds and AP.
5: Well, the big is pretty big, so... Yeah. I mean,
2: it, it won't, like, wrap around it, but if it's if it's powerful enough, it could just destroy both walls.
5: We're gonna <laughs> see how that goes. And, and of course, uh, my guy is slightly faster than me, so he can he can be behind. Wait, okay. one, two, Makes sense. three, four, five.
2: Okay. I'm gonna say, don't leave works. Bragg Gop out in the hallway. he's gonna get <laughs> nuked by your shot. After all I did for you.
5: Yeah. He's, he knows the drill. All right. He, that he knows his life.
2: Peppa, uh, you see bragop cowering behind as he's loading the gun and you hear the familiar whir as it powers up.
4: It'll whir.
2: Um.
5: Let her rip. And <laughs> um.
2: Yep, here we go. Was that the gun? <laughs> uh, that's definitely a hit. If you'd like to... No, oh, there's no shifts. Okay, just roll damage.
5: No shifts there, which is fine,
2: because... Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, suffice to stay, the, the Rustwalker, who had two wounds left, is incinerated, as is the body of your fallen orc, but you did avenge him. Um, the blast absolutely annihilates the two walls in the hallway here that the doors are on however it does not go through this wall on the inner hallway it stops there but you're guessing what was ever in those rooms is also completely obliterated so I'll unlock those doors and open them for you guys those walls are completely gone big rip I mean huge as a matter of fact I can just delete those walls because they are willing truly going. <laughs> cool. Alright. Very orky. Love
4: it. Peppa. Yeah. Peppa. I'm pretty sure something just blew up. Okay, okay. Um Well Peppa's gonna start making his way to the other side to see. Actually. Peppa's gonna administer some uh aid aid on himself. Okay. What well, wound?
2: Well, you could move and, and heal yourself or heal yourself and move.
4: Yeah. Okay, so two shifts.
2: So that's three wounds? Yeah. Gotcha.
4: Okay. Yay. All right, so you know, back in the fight. Oh, you're not
2: staggered anymore. We'll get rid of that. That was for last turn. Okay. Well, that only lasts for a turn.
4: Great, great. Um. Then, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, uh, I guess we'll just...
2: Three, four. So, Peppa, as you cross through um, this doorway opening, there's not really a door there, uh, but as you pass through into the next room, you see it's almost uh, like a carbon copy of the previous room. Big control station up a couple stairs uh, with several monitors. You see it. all the chairs here, there are servitors. And now that you're in here and closer, you can see that the servitors are all built into their workstations. So they're like, they don't have legs, it's just like a torso and up from the waist. And they're basically built into the chair or the actual uh, control console that they're working on. Obviously, operating various things. Uh, you see another holo table you're standing by, and you see another one of those energy uh, shields. Uh, guarding one of those devices on the on the north, and you see that the room does curve around the wall there, and then you see another hallway just like the one you came through that meets up with the uh, the main hall with uh, multiple doors that are currently locked down, and you see a whole slew of people fighting in the middle.
4: Cool, cool. What's uh, what's on the hollow table? Anything?
2: Um, when you take a quick glance, it looks like it is a uh, 3D image of one of the mine shafts. Uh, and you see all sorts of um, blips that would indicate probably uh, units or mining groups or equipment, maybe. You're not sure, but you can see some things moving around, like almost like
4: a little anthill. Gotcha. Okay. Um, that you, you, you,
2: can, you can tell that it's a different image than what's on the other whole table.
4: Okay, so probably two different sets of minds there something.
2: But yeah, they're both watching something, but different things.
4: Okay. Uh, did that medicaid test use up like, my combat action?
2: Yes, it does.
4: Okay, then that's my turn.
2: Okay, did you heal your wounds? Yeah. Okay, alright. Then, next, stepping around the corner, you're not sure if it took him a while to get here or if he's been waiting patiently you see the unmistakable form of a tech priest walk around the corner. Uh, Similar to what you guys were used to when you saw the tech priest on the Rogue Trader ship. Um, This one has uh, the classic red robe that it dons, marking it out as a Mechanicus. It does have a Omniscient axe, like the one you looted, uh, Kyle. Um, this one, you can see its body is mostly armored. You do see one of its arms, at least from the elbow down, is still flesh and biological, uh, but its other arm holding the axe looks like a Terminator mechanical skeletal arm, and it's got a third arm kind of coming out from its chest or... Uh, like the right side of its rib cage, that's mechanical in nature as well. It's got a set of mechatendrites. Oh, I'm sorry, it's got one mechatendrite, which looks like it's got some sort of gun at the end of it. Um, you don't recognize what it is. You've never seen anything like it before. And then it's got a servo arm, Uh, So it's got two arms. One's the mechatendrite with the gun. One, the other one's the servo arm. And then you see that um, instead of legs it looks like this thing has multiple appendages, almost like insect or spider legs poking out from under its robe that are propelling it around. This is what you see as he turns the corner. Okay. Oh, dear. He aims the gun in uh, in your guy's general direction, taking careful aim at... Uh... Actually, no, he wouldn't risk hitting his guys. Um, you can see that uh, he's clearly directing the servitor, issuing some sort of command. You can tell... With the glow in his eyes and the sound of the binary chatter, and then the Servitor clearly responds. We're going to roll and see if he responds as he issues some sort of order to it. And with a critical success, that will definitely... You see the Servitor begins to move a little bit faster and uh, prepares to strike that feral orc. The tech priest sees you all with a deep robotic rumbling voice simply says your presence is not welcome here. Feral Orcs, you're up.
1: Oh, Go great. ahead, kick it off. Um. I think you still, do you still have two feral?
0: No, I have one. Okay, so I we know, both I have
1: think... one, and then our, our special voice.
0: Yeah, so I think to this one's mine okay yeah uh so i'm on the left i guess he's gonna attack this guitar in front of him all right oh but he's the one who dropped his chopper um can i use my sharp sticks in combat
2: yes yes you can oh man yes
1: (laughs) All right, he's gonna go stabby. This dude's on his way out. Ooh! Um,
2: oh my god! DN one and just a total whiff.
0: He's gonna use a glory. Oh no!
2: Oh,
0: um, <laughs> oh that's awesome. I'll use yeah. one of my personal wrath. Wrath, okay. Ton of them. Um, oh, 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 man.
2: God dropped item! Okay, so oh. he goes to, to strike this guy with the javelin, and it, he's he just basically tries to throw it at point-blank range, and it goes sailing right past the Skitari and just skitters down the hall, leaving this orc with no weapons.
0: All right, I guess oh, my I burn guess... Is, My burn is gonna hit him with something. Um... He doesn't either. have a combat weapon.
2: Well, let's see if there's improvised weapons in this. He could use the burna as. Let's check. I know there's something to the effect. Um if I was in the right category, hold on. War gear, weapons, so many folders. Um Oh here we go. How about an industrial
0: bludgeon? Sounds right.
2: I don't know what it is, but it sounds like what it would be. The equivalent of hitting somebody over the head with your flamethrower.
0: Did a little bit better.
2: Okay. Um. Go ahead and How? roll damage. I don't know if I. It's brutal. Okay. <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh,
2: that is twelve damage. Okay. Let's see. He soaks two because only has two shock remaining. So that's going to drop that down to 10. It's not enough to kill him, but that Katari looks like he's ready to keel over. Big Shuda, another Feral Orc.
1: Oh, sorry, I was muted. Uh, So the Feral Orc in front is going to... He got bored with this Katari still living, so he's going to concentrate on this Servitor here. All right. Um, Do we... Whoa. Up Greg. Welcome back. Uh um, oh,
2: totally forgot we knew we have here
1: <laughs> Fucking. Now right. do 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 we outnumber right now?
2: No. Cause oh, okay. they're fighting the Skatari, not the servitor.
1: Oh okay. Alrighty, so straight up. Chop a time. Yeah. Chop a foe. That is a hit. Right. Roll damage. Uh, He's going to shift for damage. There's me roll.
2: 10 damage. You smash him hard and he reels back staggered, but still operational.
1: Okay. Um, Big shooter. So there is no way to... Oh, um, he can aim now, right? If you aim, you can
2: shoot the Skatari. You can't okay. actually. There's too much stuff in the way to see the Servitor. But if you aim, you can target the Skatari, and you will not risk hitting uh, the Feral Orc.
1: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna aim at him and uh, take a shot. Do I do I have to add anything, or am I just not?
2: So no, I'm you're just not gonna... getting the negative for shooting him for okay. shooting into combat. Okay, that's all you need. Roll damage. Is it enough? Big Shooter, 14 damage. That will put Mr. Skitari in the scrap pile. Beep-bop-boop. Boop-boop. right. Do you want to move the Big Shooter?
1: Uh, yeah, can he kind of just, like, frog hop over this barrel here? Sure.
2: All right. Well, this Servitor is going to attack the... Uh, orc that just hit him. Powered yeah. up by the tech priest, he's gonna get some bonus dice here.
1: That's not good.
2: And he is gonna squish that orc for 11 damage, AP 3.
1: Yeah. so um yeah, he's gone. Alright.
2: Squish indeed. No longer. Another feral orc dies, doing what Uh in the other side, this servitor is going to move up and hold on. I gotta get rid of this dead body. There we go. Is going to attack the big shooter who has so nicely exposed himself.
0: Hello, fuck.
2: Squish. Uh Ooh. that is a womping for 10 damage
0: EP3.
1: Oh, look at this big boy.
2: And then the Scatari. The last one gonna step in front of the tech priest to protect him and... Oh wait, he's on fire.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Uh, Eric, if you want to roll your fire damage D3 on the Skitari, please. Looks like big shoot is okay. So you soaked... Yeah. You soaked 5 damage. 3 wounds on the Skitari. Nicely done.
3: Okay.
1: But so when you're full... When you're maxed out you're exhausted right with shock yes okay so shoot big shooter is now exhausted as fuck
2: okay be sure to give him good. A thing on his token okay this skatari is going to um yeah it looks like it gives you
5: exhausted automatically uh and
1: did i give myself double exhaustion
5: i think you oh i don't think that's possible or did you give it that? Uh, I, get, I, I put it on. It's on there. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's also got a bit of damage. What was it, 10 AP3? Yeah. That's
1: intense. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, big I Shooter can... does have uh, armor, though, which is good. The other Pharaohs don't.
2: All right, this Skatari is going to aim and shoot at the Big Shooter. And get a hit with one shift. And that is going to be. Ew, nothing. Ten damage AP1. He's still up, but he's not happy about it. Alright. Next round. Head hacker.
5: Alright. Uh I don't really exactly know what to do with myself here. I guess. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. I don't want to really get it up in it necessarily. But I could go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and not be in the line of fire and still hit him with a a big claw. So I'm going to do that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 six seven uh and hit the servitor with okay. the uh big old mecha arm the power claw that's what it was Alrighty, righty iron iron jaws rip uh power claw which is here which is itself a wild weapon
2: Next, oh, maybe. Okay, oh. that is a hit. That'll probably finish him off. Ah, uh, yeah, sixteen oh. damage, AP three. Oh. He is done. Goodbye, sweet prince. <laughs> Papa. One servitor remaining.
4: Um, I will uh aim, target him, and uh I will try to shoot him in his noggin as well. Trusty plasma pistol. Uh, Supercharge it, you know, why not? So That gives me three ED, and, and the call check gives me some more.
2: Alright, that is a hit. Alright, two shifts. Two oh, uh, shifts.
4: I'll do one for glory, one for damage.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, about that. That is going to vaporize Mr. Servitor. Moist. Nice. Okay, Okay. Are you gonna move at all? Nope. I aimed. Oh, you. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. The tech priest is up. He's going to take a shot at. Ooh, so many targets. Uh, we're gonna roll a d3 here. On a one or two, it'll be head hacker. Three, four, it'll be the burn burner. Five, six, it'll be the big shooter. Big shooter takes careful aim. Oh, not literally, but um. <laughs> Good. And shoots with his ARC rifle. Don't do that. Scoring a lot Much. of successes. We'll shift those two. 16 damage, AP 1. And I mean... it has the ARC rule. This deadly electronic discharge of ARC weapons scrambles vehicle technology... Gain extra ED when attacking a vehicle. Okay, don't we'll worry about that. But basically this thing shoots like a bolt of lightning. Uh that I'm assuming fries that guy. He's gone. Big shooter down for the count. And I'm gonna spend a point of ruin to let this guy take a second action. What? That's one of his special abilities. And he's gonna shoot again. Same thing. We'll D three it, except this time five six will be the feral orc. Head hack, uh, He takes aim at you in the cover.
5: Hey, yeah. I was about to ask. I was like, "Do I
2: get cover from the corner?" Oh yeah.
5: Great. So we'll thank you. Some cover here. I need that. Actually,
2: uh, never Ooh, mind. A complication. Uh, but he does hit. I'll take first complication. Dropped weapon. Uh, well, he can't actually drop the gun because it's part of his thing. So he'll. I guess he drops his axe as he's concentrating on attacking you. And he does. 15 damage AP1.
5: Okay. <laughs> well, I'm down. Uh, although I guess I could roll determination. Does that matter at this
2: point? Probably not. So it's not take hard another... so Okay. Yeah. he will take another memorable injury then. Oh my god. Don't roll the cut
5: tongue again. Uh, that's this one. This one.
2: Nope. Torn ear. You don't have a torn ear yet, do you? Nope. Alright. Roll D6. 456. It's the left side. Uh. All right, the right side. Okay, and then the tech priest is going to move back around the corner, and that is going to leave us with the feral orcs. What's left of them?
0: Who? What a dick! Is my feral orcs chopper still lying around? Can I like pick it up?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. There's plenty laying here with all the dead people. You can grab one.
0: All right, he's gonna he's gonna pick one up. Okay and charge the last katari here
2: all right go for it
0: oh wow
2: uh you'd have two more dice because you charge you have a wall weapon um one of them hits okay is this? so you've got three three shifts, three three shifts. yep on uh, the on fire skitari
0: i'm gonna move two of them to damage And one to glory.
2: Okay. Alright, roll damage. Not great. Only nine damage. That equals his resilience, so he takes a point of shock instead. Servitors are down. Skatari, roll me fire damage, please.
0: Fire damage. Two. Two
2: more. Okay, he's hurting. Um he is going to spend a ruin to disengage.
0: Okay. Uh can I still use my burna?
2: Oh I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry before he goes. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh my burna is going to shoot the tech priest.
2: Okay. Nice. Last thing that fucking burner ever does.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, oh, oh he's God. gonna do oh. it well. It's, 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 it's nice. <laughs> Alright, go ahead and roll
0: damage. Those chefs are going to damage. Oh yeah. Oof.
1: I mean, he's still on fire. Yep. Yeah. That's
2: cool. Alright, um, so that is he soaks three of that with his determination roll. And uh, 11 damage. Yeah, it won't be enough. He's just on fire. Doesn't actually do any damage to him. Okay. Round six, which will probably be the last round, I imagine. Ed Haka, you're down.
4: Uh, can uh, I seize? I, can I seize the initiative with a ref? Yes. Like I go before Ed Haka. Yes. Sick. Uh, so I will run up to Ed Haka and jam an early syringe in his chest. Fuck you. Yeah. And I get extra DOS because I'm fucking about with an orc. No um, shifts. Yeah, we're going to wrath that. Give me some shifts. One That's so tough. Wow. <laughs> Alright, well, you get two HP back. Oh, I guess.
2: <laughs> up and down and up and down. Okay, head hacker, your turn.
5: Nice. Uh Well, I guess I'm down this this many. And I don't want to get close and up close and personal with these guys. Um but I guess I will try to get clever and fire like let's say about I'm gonna fire a explosive mm-hmm. charge. About yay. Okay. <laughs> Just a little bit behind. Hoping to not hit the Feral Orc, but you know, still sort of technically within blast range.
2: Gotcha. Go for it. So, it is what it is.
5: Um here we go. Which is one DN, but it is a range attack. Oops. There we go. That's not great, but... Critical. Did, uh, um, I'm going to go ahead and spend a wrath on that. Although, yeah, whatever. I'll spend a wrath on that. There we go. There
4: we go. And then okay. don't, don't be afraid to dump a ruin, I guess. Or glory.
2: The critical. And will damage. Visceral blow. One mortal wound. Entangled. Or no, uh... One mortal wound, and you can dump glory for more mortal wounds and extra effects. And
5: then oh,
4: go man. ahead and
2: roll damage.
5: i all... put two glory into that. Maybe three, three,
4: three or four, honestly. <laughs> yeah, go three. We're almost at max, yeah?
5: Sure, three. <laughs> I'm told three. <laughs> Let's go six, three. Shock. Okay. Uh, and then roll damage.
3: Pretty Jeez. good. oh, oh, oh.
4: Blast four.
2: Um, and are you doing prone or extra shock with your glory as well? Because you get mortal wounds and then you can choose those effects. Uh, shock. Yeah, just throw a shock on everybody. So six shock, which is gonna do more mortal wounds and then 21 damage. Okay, well, um, that obviously hits the feral orc and I'm assuming that (laughs) annihilates him with 21 damage. Uh, Uh, darn. Satari so is down in a blue explosion and you do hit and annihilate what's left of the tech priest as well in that explosion Fuck yeah! Um, you also hit the walls on the left and right which is gonna hit those two rooms and annihilate them as well uh, what was the range where did you shoot you aimed here it's Blast 4? Uh, oh, no, wait,
5: yeah, yeah, no, you had it right. It was 4, so it would be just enough to hit the, the Feral Orc. Okay. And I guess these corners? Or I don't know how. Yeah, yeah,
2: measure, and please measure out as far as it goes for me. Yep. Okay, and go to the other side? Yeah, 4, okay. that's but also 4. It's actually going to matter. Okay. This is All four. right, I gotcha. This so, is. oh, and then you hit the energy fields, too, on the other two devices. Ooh. All right. What does that
5: mean? <laughs> well, okay. we'll
2: get back to that, so we've gone past our break time here, so we will take our break. But the explosion engulfs the room, like the north half of the room, incinerating the Feral Orc and the Skatari and the Tech Priest before he can react, and tearing through those two rooms as well. And hitting the devices that are defended by the uh, force field. So we'll see what happens when we get back. Go ahead and take a break, grab some Dr. Pepper, and hate your life for being on call. We'll be right back.
1: Booth, be right back, boys. Yeah, B R B. All right.
2: All right. So the dust has settled as these. the blast from Head Hacka's custom mega blaster goes away, incinerating the Skatari, the remaining one, the Tech Priest, and the last Feral Orc, leaving only the Burna Boy still standing, alongside a very injured, fucked up, and now tongueless Head Hacka, uh, and a somewhat beat-up Peppa. When that explosion goes off, it tears through these two rooms to the left and right of you. And we can, I guess I can get rid of those walls as well on the other side. And well, what else? Oh, these devices that are in these energy shields. How much damage did you do, Head hacker Twenty-four. Uh, here, Twenty-one. 20,
5: Twenty-one AP3. Jeez.
2: Alright, that does overload the force field on those things, and it does damage the devices underneath. They're not completely wrecked, but they are damaged, and they, they seem to cease functioning at the moment. Um, you guys may do what you wish now, as the dust has settled.
4: Um, I'd like to open this door
2: Uh, You don't have to You can just go through the blown up wall on the other side So what you see uh, when you walk around is those two rooms appeared to be some sort of uh, generator for either the command center or the base, and both of those generators are absolutely slagged and destroyed from hacker shot. Destroyed beyond repair in any salvage ability. I guess I should turn the lights off on those things, too.
6: Whoa.
5: I guess I'm gonna walk up to the mysterious shielded things, try to figure
2: out what, what they were all about. Give me a tech test. DN9. Oh, jeez. Oh.
6: Yep,
5: yep, 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 yep. Oh! I did not turn the number up.
2: Well. well
6: complication.
2: I wanna, four successes uh, I'm
5: going to do I'm going to do a wrath on that one I guess There's still seven beans okay oh complication
2: oh warp interference okay so um
4: that's the only one that gives the result <laughs>
2: yep it really is. So, I need you to give me a... Let me check my notes here. I believe it's a DN3 conviction test. Hold on, I gotta find my rules here. Okay, so, rather than automatically gaining a corruption point, basically the warp is acting out, and as we determined earlier I explained, this system has warp interference in it or warp turbulence, what it's called. Uh, so, this system is heavily saturated by warp energy. So, every time you guys roll this, I need you to make a DN. Mm. DN2 conviction test. If you fail, you will gain a corruption point. Okay.
5: So, calling conviction, it says do a corruption or a mutation test so that would be a corruption. Yes. Is that Dn? Two. Two?
2: Uh, right. Is it, wait, hold on. Let me make sure. Um, Because these tests are different, because Conviction and Resolve are lesser stats, so they have different rules. I don't know why they did it that way, because it's just another fucking thing you gotta... This would be Dn3. There's a difficulty chart here they give in the... Oh, it's right here on the GM screen. Jesus Christ, what am I doing? Get your head in the game. Alright, DN3 conviction test.
5: Okay, I got two out of two. Uh, So, can I throw a glory at it? Yes. I'm gonna do that.
2: Alright. You gain a corruption point. Oh, nuts. Uh, If you gain six, that's when you have to worry. Okay, I'm up to two. Cool. Maybe someone will mutate by the end of this campaign. Great. Okay, what would you guys like to do? Well you failed that test too, so you're not sure what this thing is.
5: Not to so that. Oh. Well, uh uh Sean, you're muted.
4: Ah, thank you. <laughs> I thought I unclicked that. Um Peppa would like to examine whatever these things are.
2: Okay. Uh, Give me a tech test DN-3. Nice. So you can tell that each of these stations uh, are basically the command station for different parts of the mine. However, you can tell that this is probably not the main master command center Uh, It's probably not the HQ that looks over the entire mining operation, but as far as you can tell, it's probably broken into quadrants or sectors of some sort, and this is a primary one for this section of the mine, and then each of these stations looks over a different part. Uh, One of them is for a manufactorum, one of them is for uh, like a storage warehouse area, and then um, one of them is for a uh, like the foundry um, area. So, kind of like the area that uh, Loctar and uh, Grace Scorcha are currently at. Okay. There's probably there's, and then the fourth one is probably another manufactorum or another mining area. Um, so it looks like basically it's where you can monitor everything there. The holo table, uh, is obviously showing that section that that command station is, uh, attached to. So you can see where all the different, uh, units of miners and Skatari patrols and things like that are located and, you know, where they're at, what they're doing, um... Looks like pretty much in real time too, which is pretty crazy. You've never seen anything like the Holo Tables. They seem pretty, uh, pretty tech, you know, tech, technologically, technologically advanced. Um, so yeah, this is like where you would command everything for this part of the uh, the base: communications, uh, power, security, getting in contact with uh, the patrols, and you know, other underlings that obviously were underneath this tech priest.
4: Okay, gotcha. Um, is there, like, a map that we can look at so Edeka and I can sort of get an idea of where we need to go? Oh, like, yeah. Like, pick up a clock tower everyone? Yeah, well, you guys would know where to go to, to find them.
2: Plus, you guys can... Um, you do have communication devices on yourselves, uh, and even if they're not working, you have... Communications here you have can access now, but yes, you can find them. Nice, nice. All right. Looks like they are currently moving through um, one of the uh, foundries, and you would be able to uh, probably actually see that on the holo map. There's clear red dots that are indicating, you know, unauthorized presence, and it looks and- like there there is a minor like alert that's going through this part of the base at least. You can't tell if the entire planet knows that you're here, but this section of the base certainly does.
4: Would there be a way to like turn off the alert or make those red blips like green so they have access?
2: Uh, you could certainly try, but you think for the amount of time that you've been here that it's probably only a matter of time before more people become aware of you. Right. Um, unless you can think of something clever to try to make that not happen but um you're sure other parts of the base probably at least know that you've entered the mines and have started fighting beyond that though you'd have to you know that's just your guess right so you can certainly try things if you want but that's what you would guess and assume because at this point you guys have probably been at least planet side I mean some of you have been playing inside for hours because you're waiting for the dropships to show up, but actually in the base probably at least an hour or two.
3: Yeah. Alright, yeah. Is
5: there uh like a manifesto log of what's in the storage room that we passed by?
2: Yes. You could you could find that. Um that is simple stuff. Um I'll need a tech test at DN5. A Slug. Trying to find some decent like music here, but I'm not feeling Okay, what you got?
4: Ooh, a critical.
2: Uh, squeaked by there. Okay. So you can uh, discover that um Obviously, the the main thing that they're doing is mining for the Black Ceramite here on a massive, massive scale. Um, You would know that that Ceramite is... Everything is done here on the planet, so they don't have to export it. They can export finished product. Um, The two main things that you see is that it's used to construct power armor, obviously, because it's Ceramite. And then it's used to uh, for for the, the jewelry and for its its ornamentation that it can be made from after you uh, get rid of the the black coating on it. When you scrub that off and clean it, it's like this bright fire orange, fire red color. And those basically it's like a gemstone. And you can tell that it's used, uh, you know, the rich people would be wanting to get their hands on that. You can see that there's regular exports to Telesaurus Bliss for that, and then to the further Imperium as a luxury good. Um, They also harness the thermal energy of the lava flows throughout the planet to help power the base, so they don't have to always rely on actual generators and things. And then... um, you know they make some other minor things here you know like uh lenses on las guns things like that you know they've got some basic manufacturers here but it's predominantly for the ceramite um so you know that the the power armor would be the big thing here some of these uh warehouses have just the raw stuff that's still needs to go through the foundry um others have finished stuff or stuff that's somewhere in between there's uh other minerals that are mined here too obviously doing like an actual underground mining operation they find other natural metals and things like that that they use for you know typical things um and again because you're on a planetary scale there's lots of it here but by far at least probably 50% or more of the planet's output is ceramite the black ceramite
5: Any, like, uh, packed-up shipments that were in that storage container that we could just, like, scoot off with or anything like that?
2: Oh, yeah, you pull up a little map, and it's it's like a, a small little area with maybe about eight rooms, a couple hallways. It's not just like you walk in and it's a big open warehouse. There's, like, a loading dock, and then... Um, there's a backup generator there. There's even a couple bunks uh, for, uh, you know, some of the workers, the human workers. There's like a rec room. Uh, there's a washroom there as well. And then there's a couple of, like storage areas. So it's like a small, think like a small little like area where the the people that work there also live there. And there's there's tons of those throughout the area. But the one you passed was one such uh, storage area. Alright. And then I guess
5: regarding generators and power sources, besides the solar panels, uh, presumably that blast room might be one, but from the console, can, can I figure out if there are I guess lootable power sources, or
2: batteries? Um, yes. So, these two things that you blew up were precisely the type of thing you were looking for. Rats. However, I'll just give you guys a view of this room now because this, uh... Let me turn off the the lighting here. So you guys can see. Everybody see the map now?
4: Yeah. Okay. Okay
2: so these four rooms have generators these two on the south side are still operational because only the doors here and walls got blown up but it didn't go far enough to uh um to damage the uh the generator um so these two are still okay um this holo table over here is destroyed because that got hit by the blast too in the very beginning We me turn that off um, what else got nuked? I think that was it. Uh, so these two power sources are still okay. Unlock these at this point, because be able to open those. Um, these two center rooms that are green look like, uh, like a server-slash-file uh, room, digital files. Uh, obviously, the of Mechanicus doesn't have time for paper files. Everything is digital or mechanical. Um, this one on the right has been damaged... Obviously some of the files and servers in there are are destroyed and inoperable and unsalvageable, but this one is uh, still good as well. There's probably a wealth of data in there. You're not sure what these things are with the force fields, but you're guessing because one, they have these force fields, and two, they are clearly some source of power. They could be a power source. You're not sure, but you would, Had Haka you would feel inclined that they would be worth taking even though you're not sure what they are yet.
5: That sounds good.
2: I mean, this whole room is, like, worth looting. Um, but in particular, you're not, like I said, you're not sure what those things are, so those pique your interest. These things are actual power generators like uh, Mulgroom was asking for. There's probably tons of data on here worth getting in the server rooms. And even the holo stations if you could somehow take them with um are, you know, probably got something you know, you've got all sorts of things going through your mind you think they would be worth doing and then the councils themselves and the command stations even if you don't stay here to do any more just looting them for parts and scrap would be really good Aren't these lighting effects so fucking cool?
1: Yeah, they're pretty
5: dope I was, like, shifting my these guys back and forth in, because it's like, oh, I'm bluer in the blue light.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I wanted the idea to be, like, just the blue glow of the councils, and, like, the rest of the room is just there's no lights. Because they're robots. They don't fucking need to see. Yeah, and the tech zone. Uh, Yeah, I mean, so... We will assume that you can communicate with Loctar and uh, Gray Scorch at this point. You probably have to use the station's communication sources just because you're too far away for your your regulars to work. Especially because you're underground and with all the machinery and stuff down here. There's probably some interference on your foxes. Boys, we're sitting on a tick gold mine up here.
5: Any free hands, better come on up and grab a hold of the biggest machine they can carry. I
3: have got the boys looting now. I'll send them your way.
2: Keep in mind, too, you guys split, so you guys have plenty of other orcs that have been looting and pillaging the hallways and probably fighting other patrols and things like that, so... Um, There's plenty to help come in and start just taking whatever and hauling stuff off.
5: I guess before that happens, I I think we need to inspect the shielded things? Because that's like a... Like a... Like a a strange aura about them.
6: Yeah.
2: Alright, so... um, You failed at this point to figure out what they are, so you won't be able to figure out what they do. However... Um, you'll need another tech test to successfully figure out how to deactivate them and disassemble them for transport this will also be a dn9 test
4: Oof. I, can I help him?
2: you have the tech skill? Oh, no.
4: no I just have int Nope.
5: then no you
2: cannot
6: Rip. dn9 and
5: then plus one because I'm still injured and junk
3: yeah uh, one two three go.
2: Ah, oh, shit balls. Complication,
5: man. DN ten. That's rough. One, two, three, 6, It's warp again. <laughs> one.
2: Lost item.
3: <laughs>
2: uh. Lose another, other piece of your plasma ammo. Uh. It's shorted out. You try to mess with the Force Shield and it, like, zaps you and you see one of your power cells on your belt just goes from blue to... not blue. (laughs) To off. (laughs) you have any wrath left?
4: I mean, I'd offer my wrath if I could.
5: Nah, it's... it's all... What was, your, what was most. your
2: what was your uh, objective?
5: Uh, do something via the speed of fastest, better.
6: What's
5: mm. that? What it said?
6: Yeah,
2: sorry, buddy. If any of the other characters okay. have tech, they can try the test as well. But other than that, you're stumped on those two things.
5: I mean, unless we can shortwave radio up to a uh, Zingets or um,
2: the Big Mac. No, you'd have to use the basis Our communications ground. for Our that. Your, your your voxes won't won't reach because you're underground right now.
5: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess we're at the console. Couldn't we do that? Yeah, absolutely. Open a channel to the ship and be like, hey, Malker, yeah. have you ever heard of this? bogey baby what do you got
2: um yeah you can you can call up to him and, and ask him um you know he just suggests a bunch of things that you you also kind of you know theorize but without being able to see it he's not sure you know he tells you to bring it back
5: yeah that's all fine as long as it won't explode if we try to move it.
3: yeah well, what's wrong with that All right. What kind of mech
2: is you? Stuff explodes all the time.
3: Bring some of the lobbyists
5: boys in first. <laughs> those lazy gits. They can be the first to pry it off of the beams.
2: I'm sorry, which boys did you say?
5: Laziest
6: Love oh, okay.
2: it. <laughs> all right well uh yeah so um wh- what do you guys want to do at this point like i said you guys can communicate freely with loctar and uh uh now now things are new. end
5: anyone else get blended by a, a red man with too many arms
2: no, you guys did not encounter anything like that. Your your resistance has been just light Skatari patrols, which you've pretty much outnumbered. And um, you know, you guys have more or less secured that manufactorum or the the foundry. I'm sorry, the foundry. However, uh, there's there's some stuff you guys there have been able to loot, um, but not nearly as much cool stuff as the command center or probably that storage unit that's nearby.
3: No, it's been pretty easy over here. <laughs> you guys get a proper fight? Oh, I'd say so.
2: Looking at the pile of bodies in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> and our HP.
4: Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a safe bet.
5: There's, There's been a... an appropriate amount of explosions up here.
3: We just grabbing it all we can over here.
5: Good, good. That's what we're hoping for as well, but we need a few extra
3: hands. Alright, let's get the boys over there. There's not much left over here. Okay.
2: Well, you can easily do that and get the orcs to looting and pillaging whatever they can. Uh, Do you have them attempt to remove these things with the force fields?
5: Only once the purple generators are are, like, far enough away.
2: Those go first. That's what we need. Okay.
0: We're gonna try and take whatever we can.
2: (laughs) So, leave those things for last, basically? Sure. Yeah. Okay.
0: Try not to blow ourselves up in the process.
2: Alrighty. Well, um... Please roll me a d100 for each of them, Matt. Alrighty. That's this one. We're looking to roll over a 25. Okay. (laughs) The next one. Uh Uh-oh. The first one, your boys somehow, after they sizzle and fry their hands a bit, um- They eventually seem to get the power field to either overload or shut off, and then they're able to disassemble, uh, not disassemble, but detach this thing from the floor and carry it out. The second one, however, does not go as planned. And as several orcs are electrocuted and fried to death by the force field, it overloads and explodes. Destroying the device and basically everything in this quadrant of the room. Completely destroying this command console, the holo table, and most of this server room. Um, and well, it's right by the entrance too. So the entrance to the command center gets destroyed and collapsed, and you guys can't access it. I mean, that was the last things you guys were taking. So you've pretty much looted the room bear, but um, yeah, there's no going back in that command center anytime soon. Unless you spend time moving the rubble. Several orcs nearby that are carrying your spoils of war laugh when this explosion goes off. Especially the ones who successfully dis- detached the other device. Ah, nuts. Oh, this
3: is a good haul. Get back to the ship. Make use of this.
2: All right. Well, you start loading up the shuttles with orcs and spoils of war and return back to the vindication. Um, you can tell as you're doing this there are definitely more uh, Adeptus Mechanicus forces making their way to your position, but nothing is close enough to uh, really interfere And by the time any significant presence of the enemy is able to, uh, respond, you guys are long gone with uh, everything that you have. So assuming you don't do anything else while you guys are in the, uh, the command center, that will be it for your little pit stop here.
4: Uh, Chris, would I have been able to go snag the arc rifle from the Tech Priest?
2: I'll need an acquisition test to see if it didn't get annihilated in the explosion. Okay? Um, we check the stuff here. It is
4: just like an influence.
2: Yeah, it's been a while since we did one of these. Yeah. So... <laughs> this thing is rarity rare and it's value is 6 rarity is plus 2. So it is DN8 and I'm going to add another 2DN because it was in a fucking damaged 21 AP3 blast four
4: explosion. Okay. So
2: DN 10.
4: Yeah. It's probably not going to happen, but... Well, well keep in we mind are. you okay.
2: can burn wealth here to add icons, even though you're not actually buying it. Since you're making an acquisition test, I will let you spend the wealth to uh, represent that Maybe you just got lucky.
4: Nope. Most I can get is eight. Oh, you only have eight wealth? I only have five wealth, but I have got three successes.
2: Well, have you spent any wealth thus far?
4: Yeah, before.
2: Okay. I know you said, because this is session 13, so you should, over the course of the campaign, have 13 total wealth. Yeah, I know. I, 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 know, you, back. I know you said you missed...
4: Yeah. So, do you know how much you've spent so far? Um I think it would be at least eight. Because I spent oh, a bunch when okay. I when I bought the uh the heavy bolter.
3: Oh, uh,
2: okay. Then alas, poor arc rifle, we knew you well.
4: I mean I didn't actually get hit by it, so I didn't know it that well, so I'm okay with this.
2: You, Oops, saw, just... you saw the blue lightning arc through the hallway, though. It looked pretty cool. <laughs> it, but, did no, look it, cool. Is, it is gone.
4: Sorry. No worries. Such is life. Yep. Let's get Morgan to make me a cool weapon. <laughs> That's the spirit.
2: All right. Uh, anything else anybody wants to do while you're here?
4: Yep. Um. Uh, grab some of the data, I guess, from those center areas we discussed. Okay, that is going to be a DN seven test. Uh, tech tester. Or...
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. They are secured. Uh. Well, let me let me rephrase that. You can take the stuff, no problem. Actually, accessing and hacking it will be a tech test. To actually access the information that's on the drives.
4: Oh, yeah. I just want to take it and then I'll offload it onto, like, Ed Acker or Milgram because they're the smart kids.
2: No problem. That you can do easily.
4: <laughs> All right. Just imagine, like, a big
2: server room from any movie or TV show you've seen. Yeah. Uh, like the underground server room from um, Silicon Valley that they had to work <laughs> in for a while. And just grab a bunch of those and take off, not knowing what you've looted. But.
4: Peppa's just going to grab one of the server racks, like, a fucking. <laughs> fridge and just hoist it on his shoulder and walk out
2: yep it's worth something to somebody so
4: worst case we just sell it for scrap It
2: wouldn't be behind a locked door if it wasn't important
4: right right
2: okay so yeah like you know like a gang member like looting the wheels off a car you fucking bogart one of these things and go running down the hall with it over your shoulder Leave me other server racks up on cinder blocks.
4: Can't have shit in charcion
2: This is riddled with crime.
4: <laughs>
2: Alright, are we done here?
4: <laughs> I guess so.
2: Alright, final answer?
4: I think that's it.
5: All Unless right. this, like, random north path leads somewhere. No,
2: that's, that's a wall. That's a
5: wall. <laughs> Okay, that's what I assumed, but...
2: No, I had to to custom cobble, put this base, this map together to get something cool, so... um, It's just the same room, four times. No, it looks great. It it, it worked out well, but it was a pain in the ass, so... And then, as usual, I got way too involved. I was like, oh, let's do lights, let's do walls! (laughs) And then it was like, this is supposed to take like just a quick Google search for a map, and now, an hour later... Fucking... Cassoing this thing together alright, that's okay at least we got to use it for a bit back on the vindication you guys have made out like bandits morale is high for the orcs as a matter of fact you guys can add d3 to the morale on your ships and so somebody can roll those if you'd like please or just roll one d3 we'll do it for both ships morale nicely done which means the if I could edit this morale of the purging furries purging furry purging fury is up to 77 out of 90 and on the vindication we are up to max 99 out of 99 spirits are good and for scrap You've made off quite well. Um, You've got two power sources from Mulgrim. Not as many as he wanted, but he is certainly happy with those. You have the weird tech item, you're not sure what that thing is. Um, If you want to let Mulgrim take a look at it, he certainly will. And then you got yourselves a ton of scrap. So, um, you're gonna get D3 scrap from the Foundry. And then the command center itself, um, each section of the base was worth an additional scrap, so that's an additional uh, four. Roll me another d3, please. All right, so five more scrap, bringing your total up to eleven. A good haul, and you lost a couple orcs. All right, it'll take some time for Mulgrim to look over that device. So, I guess we should actually be back on this map. What would you clowns like to do next?
4: Um,
0: I guess prepare for our trip, right?
4: Yeah, we were going to Acrodos and Cobalt, right? It is a one, two, three, there's a
2: four-week journey to Acrodos, five-week journey to Cobalt.
1: Acrodos, right?
0: I think I heard yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, that's the junk planet.
0: Yo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you guys yeah.
2: can obviously fully heal because you'll have plenty of time to do that over the coming days. Um. So, the question I must ask: <laughs> Do you warp travel or do you regular travel the rest of the trip?
4: Boys, it's time. It's time we jump into the warp. <laughs>
2: Do I I guess the question is, do you want to play Merc Bure sooner or later?
0: <laughs> we, need to, mean. we need to activate the weird powers in our boys. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah. Someone's
2: got to be able to pilot this ship. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, maybe we want to talk to Shorn Scar and see
4: what he feels
5: about warp travel.
4: Also, just let the, uh, the navigator know, like, hey, we're gonna start traveling through the warp. Be ready, bud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're gonna replace the navigator with Shorn Scar.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, tell me what are you what are things. Sounds like you got a couple ideas of what you want to do. So you tell me, and we'll go through everything here.
0: Yeah, if you guys wanna, you wanna attempt warp travel, we can we can see how this works out. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm very the, curious.
2: The, the basis here. Okay, and again, this is all custom rules that I've had to slap together based off of um, the uh, the stuff from Rogue Trader. So listeners, um, I took the rules from Rogue Trader and I've, I basically like re- rewrote them like three or four times till I found something that worked. Um, warp travel in Rogue Trader was a fucking mess. Uh, for starters, there's two sets of warp travel rules if you use the core rulebook or uh, one of the expansion books, The Navis Primer. And nowhere does it tell you which one are you supposed to use or if one trumps the other. Um, and man, was it complicated. And you could, in theory, have to roll dozens or even hundreds of times on tables for encounters if you rolled poorly and if your journey took too long. And the whole point of warp travel in 40k is it's supposed to be the equivalent of faster than light travel, because obviously you got to get around a galaxy as massive as the one in 40k, and doing regular sublight speed ain't going to cut it. Um, but the time travel in Rogue Trader is, like, randomly determined. Um, or there's charts for if you play in the sandbox area they made, that system has... Uh, rules for it. And I get that the warp's not supposed to make sense, and sometimes shit goes wrong, but if there's no real benefit to doing warp travel, then why wouldn't you, as far as game mechanics go, just travel at sublight speed? So, here we're doing it really simple. We're not randomly determining how long the journey takes or any of that stupid shit. If you do warp travel, it will base reduce the voyage time by half rounded down by weeks so you're doing a four-week journey it'll take two now based on how your journey goes it could take longer or shorter than that depending on a variety of things so that's the risk you could get there weeks or days earlier or you might end up weeks or days late, or if you roll really, 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 really bad, you could get lost in the warp forever. Or end up in a random uh, part of the system or another neighboring star system uh, 1d6 years before or after you actually departed. That's pretty rare, though. You'll be
6: fine. (laughs)
2: Um, So there is the equivalent to obviously get around the system faster, which means your orcs will be tearing the ship apart less, which will make your test to keep them under control easier. And also, um, because other stuff is happening in the system while you guys are doing this, the longer you guys do things, the more time other things in the system and in the campaign have to react, develop, and happen. So. If it's time for warp travel, the rules are all finally done.
0: It's starting to look like it's time.
2: Alright.
3: You're the boss boss.
2: Said you want to talk to Scornshar. Oh my god. Shornscar. Let's just change his name to Scornshar at this point. Uh, He said you want to talk to Shornscar and uh, Vashir, the navigator, perhaps. So we can start there.
5: I'm going to leave huh. uh, Brap Gob with the, the um, Blackstone in the workshop.
2: Okay.
6: hmm
2: Yeah, he's got a, a place where he can, like, stash it or hide it on himself so no one can find it. But, yeah, he can be, um, like, the Keeper of the Blackstone. That could be his it, title. Brap Gob, the Keeper of the Blackstone.
1: Oh, that's rules. <laughs> um... Can uh can uh, um find Mulgrim and, and see about maybe making a mega mega burner?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes, we can do that. Um well why don't we just go around the table here? So uh head hacker, it sounds like you probably have a good idea what you wanna do. So why don't we start with you? Uh,
5: yeah, I don't want to talk to the navigator again, so I'm gonna <laughs> go to uh, Sh- Shorn Scar and ask about his experiences with warp travel. Um, okay.
2: Does anybody go with Pet Hacker to have this discussion?
4: Uh, Peppa will go. Yeah.
0: With. Yeah, I want to be part of the conversation.
2: All right. Well, you find Shorn Scar in his hut that he has. Um, as usual, he is uh, sitting inside, um, not doing a whole lot. He's a pretty chill guy for an orc, um, but uh, there's a lot of activity because you guys have just come back from a successful looting and pillaging mission. So the camp, uh, where your home used to be down in the uh, uh, the plasma room, plasma generators, is a buzz of activity, and he sees you all approaching. Um, he's sitting, cross-legged on the floor, and uh, you guys get that eerie feeling, that buzz of static when you get close to him, when you can feel the psychic energy emanating from him and just from the other boys, and uh, he's kind of almost got this ethereal glow about him. And when he opens his eyes, they are, you can see, a little bit charged with Orc energy, giving it a strange supernatural glow. And, uh, he sees the three of you or four of you and he gives you a nod and he looks at you, Lakhtar. Seems to boys pleased with the way things is going, boss. Congratulations are in order, I think.
3: It's good to hear from you, Shortscar. Sure, sure. We're Looking. To, looking for more fights and looking for more, more wins for the boys. He gives you a slow nod. You
2: keep this up. I see great things from Mork and
3: Gork for you. Then it's good to have you on my side.
6: He
2: gives you a toothy grin, but he doesn't say anything. So, what brings you to my hut?
3: We're looking to go into the warp. We're wasting too much time in space. He wants to know what you think. Well we's all been through the warp before so it ain't nothing new. This navigator's giving us troubles. Of course he is, wouldn't you? She thinks you can persuade him?
2: Uh, He looks almost a little shocked that you might ask him that, and then he seems to contemplate it for a while. Give me a persuasion test.
0: Ouch. Ew.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, it is is an opposed role here, so... We got glory up the wads. I mean, I guess I'll use my wrath. I have one wrath left.
0: Okay. Oh, and then I'll use a glory.
3: We have a lot of that. One success. Um, so, two successes.
2: Oh, there we go. Okay. He says, I can try, can't promise anything.
3: Yumis are stubborn, but might makes right. Yeah, but if you crush his skull,
2: then he ain't no good to us. Do we need him? He contemplates this for a moment. You alls know how dangerous it is going through the other realm. Better to have him. Might be able to pull us through myself.
3: i never done it before. You want me to, though, I will. talks to him first all
2: right okay uh well he will go do that um, if anybody wants to accompany him with that they certainly can as well um what else do you guys want to do before you speak with uh the Sheer? or is there anything or you just want to jump right to that
0: uh so we decided um, armor doesn't really do anything more from my character. Right.
2: Not unless you got armor that was higher than armor mm. rating 3.
0: Okay. Then. Uh, can I try and get a pet squig?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you can.
0: Okay, then I'm going to use my wealth for a pet squig.
2: Okay. Um. Tell you what, Eric, make a note of that for next time, because I would have to figure out what the value rating is going to be, so what the DN of the test is going to be. Because I do actually have rules for the squigs. Um, Alright. They're part of the tribe now, but if you want like, a personal squig, like he has like a piece of war gear, quote unquote, then yeah, we'll make a test for it. But we'll count it for this session, so if you want to make an acquisition test next week for something, you can. Um, but we'll do we'll do this test for the squig next week
0: all right sounds good uh
2: okay anyone else want to do anything before we talk to uh vashir
1: uh yeah i just wanted to see if i could upgrade the burn
2: okay uh how so do you want to upgrade it um is there another type of burner in the game that you can get like, cause in, like in 40k, there's flamers, there's heavy flamers. I don't know if there's anything like that for the orcs.
4: I don't think you know, so, but I maybe will... we can find like a heavy flamer.
2: Or you can you could potentially get um, the add-ons to weapons too. I, I that's
1: what true. A lot of the add-ons, so they don't really like make too much sense in terms of uh, being helpful with like a burner.
2: Dude, you're an orc. doesn't have to make sense as long as it actually works by the rules like does it make sense to have a chain bayonet on a burnout no but it's fucking cool cool? yeah yeah yeah, so like well whatever not chain bayonet
0: bayonet what is that what do the cans or dreads carry is that a bigger burnout
2: um well you know what there actually are rules for a a can in the base game so let's see if it actually has any weapons on it I think in the tabletop they just have regular burnas
0: and scorchas. Oh, burnas
2: and scorches are two different things though, I think, so.
0: I was gonna say, isn't Scorcha something different? I don't know. If, I think what. It's
2: um this has Buzzsaw, Grotzuka, <laughs> Drilla, Big Shooter, Rocket Launcher, and Clan Claw. Can claw, not clan claw. there's no no, no clan here can claw it is not a a racist crowd I promise Um, so these don't actually even have flamethrower weapons on them they could in the game but these particular ones don't so Um, I don't unless there's anything here orc ranged weapons nothing there I'll check one other thing but it's unlikely. Um, There might be something in the expansion book, the the fan one. Um, And actually, I discovered there's some extra fan material for, like, each of the different alien races, and there is one for orcs. I don't have it on this computer, though. Um, There might be... I don't know if there's war gear in there, but I'll, I'll check. But let me check the other thing and see if there's
1: anything here. What if I added a silencer? I mean... If, yes. the
2: rule, if the rules will <laughs> let you do it, then yes, you can attempt it. Because, it, like, some of those upgrades, they only work on certain... Like, there's prerequisites, basically.
1: A red laser dot sighted <laughs> silenced flamethrower. There you go. Yep.
2: Yeah, there's nothing in the expansion book either for different flamethrowers. So, unless okay. there's a heavy flamer from the Imperium that you could loot which there is
6: oh
1: Oh, yeah there's hand
2: flamers and heavy flamers heavy flamers obviously the better version
1: yeah okay so i just gotta run into one of those guys
2: well for the purposes of this you guys have looted tons of stuff so I would allow you to make an acquisition test to try to get one either that's been looted or that's been cobbled oh. together and we'll just count it as using the stats of a heavy flamer. Okay. So if you want to try, you can do that.
1: And that's an in, uh, influence? Yes. And I could do strength, right, for influence because I'm an orc?
2: For or this a- test, yes, because you're dealing with other orcs. Okay. Um, it's going to be DN. Let's see. Seven.
1: Okay. I mean, I got the money, but I'd really like to. To not. Get a good roll here. Ooh. Four hey. successes. Okay. I'm gonna. I still have rats, so I'm gonna. Okay. Them. And technically, that's a critical.
2: It is. But don't, don't criticals do something special on these tests?
4: I don't know.
1: I thought uh, they did. They might um, the uh, count as extra. Guys, would you mind if I dipped into the glory?
4: Go for it, dog.
1: I know. Uh,
2: well, let's... Hold on, before you do, let's check. Oh, okay. Um let's see what the critical does. I thought it did something. I might be wrong, but... Oh my god, so many pages. You get a card. <laughs> you get a heavy flame. You get a heavy flame. Uh, it's okay. If you fail the test, you may spend wealth to add icons. If you roll a complication, you lose a wealth. Oh, it doesn't say anything for for criticals, though. Um, I would say for critical, you could, um, reduce the, uh, the DN by one. So it would be DN six instead of seven. Okay. It seems fair. You got lucky in your search or found somebody who's given you a deal or something like that.
1: So I would need two more. Yes. Okay, so I will, I will use one glory. Okay. Okay, so the
2: raft did nothing. The glory does nothing. So you could spend okay.
1: two wealth. I will spend two wealth.
2: Okay. Then I will give you a heavy flamer. And you may start to Orkify it at your heart's content. Excellent.
1: Um, so well, it, this is, oh, sorry, go ahead. It looks like it does
2: a little bit more damage. It has AP1. And it is a heavy weapon, though. So you got to see what that entails. But okay. uh, I'll put it on your character sheet here as soon as I find it. There you go okay enjoy
1: all right what else were you gonna say oh no I was <laughs> it was just about fulfilling my orc objective oh <laughs> Um, I was gonna just yell at a grot and make it punch another grot
2: <laughs> I mean if you point that heavy flamer at it you probably make that happen real easy
1: Okay, yeah. Just where, if I if I see a grot, I go, oi, you, punch him over there.
2: Oh, yeah, that'll happen. Cool. I don't think the grats have any problem with beating each other up for your amusement. Nailed it. <laughs> Alright. So, you guys go to speak with sheer. and to make a long story short, um, Shornscar, um, unlike many of the uh, the orcs here, um, he doesn't talk much, but when he does, he does have a, a way with words, and uh, he basically arg- doesn't argue, but he um, there's a bit of a standoff as Vashir uh, thinks, oh, this is it, they've come to do me in, uh, they brought a Psyker, and when it's clear that you guys aren't there to necessarily kill him... Uh, Shorn Scar offers the solution, basically saying, look, you're stuck on this ship with us. You ain't going nowhere. There's no way you're getting out. We need to go places. You can get us there. You get us there, and we don't kill you, and we'll make sure you're comfortable and get you the stuff you need. This goes on, for quite some time back and forth the two of them kind of offering and counter-offing, sometimes with veiled threats sometimes with unveiled threats and sometimes with uh, just general um, matter of factness much like uh, Headhacker tried to do when he first spoke with him and uh, well we're gonna make a roll here to see if he is successful or not. And Vashir we're gonna need a roll from him as well. As soon as I find where he's at. I changed up my holders last week, so. Unfortunately, um they have the same number of successes, but Shornscar gets a complication.
0: Rip. Uh, I was going to say, can use guard glory? Uh, he
2: could. Yes, I can roll a glory for him. Six. Nice. That will pass, despite the persuasion, or the the, the complication. And I think with the complication, Vashir's probably going to ask for something that's going to be a bit of a nuisance. But if you guys acquiesce, I'm not sure what he would ask for right now, but... um. He does agree. All of you, please give me an insight test. Oh, no. And let's see. Oh, yeah.
4: Uh, A big old one. Oh! Oh, look at...
2: I mean, not bad rolls, considering rolling two and three dice. (laughs) Yeah. So, Scorcha, with four successes, you can tell during this conversation... That there is, there's something you notice about Vishir when this is being discussed, and he he does a pretty good job of of hiding it, or maybe you're the only one who's paying attention and really catches on to it. But you feel like that he he's making this a harder conversation than it should be, and that he's he's not necessarily as hard to convince as he's acting um like you you think almost like he's going through the motions of making it seem like he's unwilling to help but to you you feel that there's a part of him that either doesn't have a problem really doesn't have a problem helping you guys uh uh, offering to help you guys or agreeing or a part of him that almost is willing to help you guys but he's trying to play it as though it is a problem, or it is an issue. Or are not right. sure what it is, but you can tell there's something there that you pick up on. Um, you didn't roll enough successes to know exactly, but you do notice it. And, uh, yeah, eventually they come to an agreement. And uh, they, they actually do shake hands on this. Um, and Sco- Shornscar is actually the one that offers his hand first. Uh, knowing that this is something that the humans do, and after a long time staring at his green-clawed hand, Bashir takes it and shakes it. Um will decide what exactly he's gonna want from you guys next time, but I'll make a note here that that's... Uh, he's gonna want something in return.
1: Uh, I would also... Uh, Scorcha would also make a note of letting the boss know what he noticed
2: do you just let loctar know or do you let the others know too
1: uh just loxar he's the boss
2: all right well yeah you can tell him we'll see me tell him sometime later yeah uh in in private
3: Or boss it looks like they just they just played over there the yumi doesn't really have a choice I don't know why is we letting him get away with it. Yeah, they want it. We're jumping either way, so keeps an eye on him. He may know something more than he's letting on. Yeah. Say, boss. Um. How how long do we all have to jump? Because uh I with this leg, I can't really jump. Too much. you jumping for all of us, don't you know? Oh. <laughs>
1: oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> well,
5: what else could it possibly be? <laughs>
1: yeah, so my leg locks up, and uh, I trip, and somehow... Uh, well, no, they don't have... They don't have balls, so they can't rack themselves.
2: I was gonna I was gonna say, based on what I was hearing, did you attempt to jump and roll a complication and then roll the machine spirit complication? You betcha. Just, that, that's all that all what happened exactly play by play. Okay. Uh so Vashir agrees to act as your navigator. Perhaps to your relief, perhaps to your suspicion or caution. But you do have a trained navigator to attempt to lead the ship through the warp. So shall we make the jump and call it a night?
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes, sir. Let's see what complications we get. All right. Uh... So we're
2: starting off with a four-week journey, which is going to be reduced to half. All right. So... The typical length of warp travel generally reduces a real space voyage by half the amount of time rounded down. If the navigator plots a truly favorable course and guides the vessel well, this time can be reduced even further. However, if the navigator plots an unfavorable course or steers the vessel poorly, the result could be disastrous. Longer voyages, damage to the vessel, or even physical and mental harm to the crew can occur when plying the currents of the Inmaterium. So this is a seven-step process based on all the crazy rules from Rogue Trader, which I have converted over to, to Wrath and Glory rules. So step one is divining the auguries. The navigator can attempt to read the tides of the warp before leaving real space. The navigator may choose to make a DN5 psychic mastery test. So this is optional. If he passes, he'll get to know the stability of the warp route before you guys jump into the warp. Otherwise, um, you guys just go. So question is, do you want him to divine the auguries?
0: Uh, how, yeah I mean how long does it right?
2: uh this is it takes a couple hours to get prepped to make a warp jump
0: okay yeah
2: unless you're doing an emergency warp jump which is very dangerous and risky but sometimes you have to do it no. so
0: no. we we'd give him the time to prepare
2: okay so dn5 I will let you guys know that I actually had other Matt Matt number one. Uh, actually uh, helped make the rules for both Shornscar and Vashir. I gave him the character sheets, the experience. I said, "Make these guys. Here's the stats they might need." And uh, he spent the experience as uh, he, he thought. So um, I did not write these because I didn't want to make them too good or too shitty. So uh,
0: we'll so see. So we what all have that's a bit of blame?
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. DN5 Psychic Mastery Test. Okay, well you'll be uh, pleased to see the amount of dice he rolls for this. Uh, cat's killing my leg, hold on. Ooh, a complication, but oh, he does pass. Hell, dude. Okay, so <laughs> if passed, you may immediately make a roll on the warp, I'm sorry, the route stability chart in order to learn the conditions of the warp. He can shift to give glory. That's all it can be used for. It doesn't matter here. If a a complication is rolled, the tides of the warp are rough. If the vessel translate into the warp now, you will enter in the middle of a warp storm. Um, Or, you can wait d6 days for him to make this test again and see if the tides of the warp have calmed down. So he would tell you guys this if we enter the warp now, it's going to be... It's going to be bumpy. But there's no guarantee that it'll be passed in D6 days. It could still be
3: the same. Better or not be he... playing with us, Yumi.
2: Shortscar tells you he doesn't think that he's
3: lying. He's got a few days. i All right.
2: Three days pass. Nothing really seems to happen in that time. He'll test again. And he passes with flying colors. Okay, so we're going to roll on the warp stability table. Um, somebody, please roll me a d10. I'll
0: move it up to one of you now for this time. I can roll
2: Five. Indirect path. So he charts a course. Um, However, the path from here to there through the warp is not a straightforward one. So this is going to increase the duration of the voyage by a quarter of the time. So it's going to turn a... what was a a four-week down to a two-week. It's going to become a three-week journey through the warp. Still faster than going through real space. Now, we enter the warp. The captain gives the order to power up the warp engines and begin translating from real space into the warp. Several things happen at this stage. The first is you may, this is optional, Captain, uh, you may ward against ill tidings. So, even though you're an orc, the share would explain this to you, and you guys would know this from being on the Rogue Traders crew, they would spend time to basically ward the ship and protect against what they would think bad luck, bad omens, bad, you know, mojo and things like that nature. So your crew spends an hour warding away bad luck for the passage to come. The captain will make a DN5 leadership test. Um, If you pass, things are good. If you fail, uh, the journey might be a little bit harder. Um, If you don't roll against this, um, then, uh, well, other bad shit can happen. So, Captain, do you wish to prepare for tidings? Yes. Alright, DN5 leadership test. If you pass, all is well. If you fail... He has to add extra Wrath dice to his roll here to get through the warp. So you have three successes. Do you have anything left you could boost that with? Glory. Looking for the six! There it is! Swish! Okay, so all is well. You're making things as easy as you can for Vashir, which he does appreciate, even though he doesn't tell you that. Um, And... Now, we test for omens. Crew are superstitious and entering the warp worries even the most experienced voidsmen. Please roll a d100. If the result is equal to or higher, I'm sorry, equal to or under the current morale of the crew, all is well. If the result is higher, an omen has affected the ship which will increase the uh, chance for Warp encounters and hallucinations to happen. Luckily, you're sitting at leadership or morale 99 right now, so just don't roll a 100. No pressure. 60, you're fine. crew's ready for this. The Orcs don't care, and they're starting to get, you know, starting to outnumber the humans a little bit here and there. Finally, effects of translation. Transitioning into the Warp is an unsettling experience at best. Each character, aka you guys, must make a DN3 resolve test. If this is the first time you've entered the warp, this is increased to DN5. If you've entered the warp before, which you all have, you get a plus one bonus. So this is just for you guys. Players out there, you can follow along here. I'm gonna make these rules available in the future. This could also affect NPCs, we're not gonna worry about them too much. If you pass this test all is well, if you fail, you will immediately make a roll on the warp hallucinations table. Uh-oh.
0: Is that a resolve test?
2: Yes. DN3.
0: Uh, so when I Do- click on resolve, it just gives me the option of fear or terror. Do fear. Okay. And plus one Great. bonus?
3: Yes.
6: Ooh.
2: So for those who might not know, entering the warp is a truly horrific experience as you are entering an alternate dimension. And even though you've all been through this before, it's still something you're never gonna get fully used to. So we have a failure for Loctar, a failure for Headhacka, a pass but a complication from Scorcha, and we need a resolve test from Peppa, please. I'm gonna steal her. A glory, Yeah, him. you got plenty of glory. Oh. Go for it. Yeah. Okay, you're good. Okay. Uh, Loctars only has... Oh, no, he's got three. Cause He's got two plus one. Nicely done. Oh, and look at that. Peppa with three. Okay. That's... Everybody passes, however, with the complication... If a complication is rolled, the character succumbs to the whispers of the warp and oh. immediately gains one corruption point. So as you transition in this other dimension, you can hear the whispers of warp entities promising Mm. you all sorts of terrible things, or to Mm -hmm. do terrible things to you, and it shakes you to your very core. (laughs) All right. Stage four, locating the Astronomicon, so in 40k, the Astronomicon, the Emperor's guiding beacon of psychic light, is used as basically a a lighthouse for navigators to try to Plot courses through the Immaterium and judge their distance from Terra so they know where to steer the ship. However, you can't always see the Astronomicon, so Vashir must try to find it first. So, the Navigator must now gauge the strength of the Astronomicon to judge their distance from Terra and plot a course. He must make a DN5 awareness test. Um... He doesn't have any other bonuses right now. Uh, Luckily, Matt gave him a decent awareness roll as well. Oh, but he's only got three successes. Does anybody have any wrath they can throw his way? Yeah. I do. He will reroll that then. Um... Okay. He's got six successes, so he passes. So if passed... The light of the Astronomicon can be seen, which will grant him a plus one bonus in stage five, which is charting the course. So at this point, he has found the Astronomicon, he knows where you guys are going to go, and he's going to try to plot a course, and then start steering the ship. The Navigator now charts a course based on the stability of the warp route and whether or not they can see the guiding light of the Astronomicon make a DN5 Scholar test, uh, which he's pretty decent at as well. He's got a plus one bonus here from that. Giving him a total of nine dice. Oh, terrible roll. Two successes. Any wrath left out there?
1: I have yet another one. Alrighty. That's my last one, though. There we that go. Is
2: seven successes all right. Ooh. If passed, he has plotted a favorable course and gains a plus 1 bonus to steering the vessel. Stage 6. With a course plotted, the journey begins. The navigator must make a dN5 pilot test, including any modifiers from previous stages. So, based on Whether or not the the course was favorable or unfavorable and based on whether or not he passes or fails this test This is what's really going to determine how long it's going to take to get to where you're going to go And if there's any horrible warp encounters or other terrible things that happen this if things go wrong This is the stage where they can go wrong So piloting test He's okay at that. He's got six dice. He's got a plus one bonus from his excellent charting of the course. And you have a favorable course, so even if he fails, it's not as bad as it could be. And that looks pretty good. Seven successes. That will be a pass. So if passed and a favorable course was charted, reduce the duration of the journey by one quarter so that'll cancel out the uh the stability of the route so you're back down to two weeks and um no matter what you always have to roll at least once on the warp encounters table because even the shortest journey in the warp catches the attention of the chaos gods and the entities that inhabit that realm however if you get worse on this test there's bonuses to this roll, which makes it worse. Because the higher on this table, generally the worse the encounter. Um, so he must make a roll on the Warp Encounters table, subtracting negative 10 from the roll. And in addition, he gains a plus one bonus to the final step, which is exiting the Warp. So we have a Warp Encounters table here. If somebody wants to roll me a D100 minus 10, you get a 20 or less than... Um, there is no effects all as well.
4: You said minus 10? Yes. Let's see if this works the way I think it does.
2: Oh. Yep, 31 down to 21. So 21 through 30, almost the best result. Delusional Mirage. Every character on the vessel must pass a DN3 resolve test or roll on the warp hallucinations table. If the ship's Geller field is operational, the roll gains a plus three bonus. If the Geller field is offline, increase the DN of the test to five. Well, your Geller fields are still operational, so. So
1: we get plus three dice.
2: Plus three dice. Yep. Sheesh.
1: What was the plus one from earlier? Uh, that was all for
2: his rolls, I believe, so okay. far. Okay, a critical for Peppa. A critical for Scorcha,
4: and we're also good at this game, boys.
2: Very good. Please nice <laughs> teach me.
4: we
1: be so good. Weird I just rub, press the uh, button.
4: The good good things happen, Doc. Yeah,
1: our our glory could. runneth over.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it really does. It really does. So, as you can see, guys, there's multiple chances for things to happen, and reoccur during these journeys. I need results tests from the other two, please. Another critical? No way. Oh, yeah, dude. Alright, we're all looking at you, Warboss.
1: <laughs> Relax, sir. Join the critical party. One of us. One of us. I believe.
2: <laughs> Almost. A five. Oh, you, get,
1: you get plus three. Yeah, it's
2: at a plus three bonus.
1: Sorry. This
2: is why you need Gellerfields, folks. There you go. Alright. Wonderful. Everybody passes, so... You see horrible things in your mind as you enter and ply through the warp, um, as you often have before. But all of you are able to steal your minds, especially with the help of the Gellerfields, And other than that, the journey is not too terrible, all things considered. It's probably one of the easier flying through the warps that you've had. Uh, However, we still have to exit the warp, because you can always land off target or land in a planet, which is never good. So he must... uh, Stage 7 is exiting the warp. Once the duration of the journey has come to an end, the navigator must translate the vessel from the warp back into real space. Make a DN-5 survival test. Okay, and... um, His survival is through the roof. I don't think you're going to have a problem here. Especially when he rolls a critical success. Wow. Alright, if passed, the vessel emerges from the warp on target, returning an open, empty real space and the journey has come to an end. There is no need to roll on the inaccurate re-entry table. If a critical is rolled, the crew is so relieved to be back in real space, the vessel immediately regains D3 morale. So, obviously the Vindication is already at max. However, I think the, the Fury can still get some, so go ahead and roll. That'd be you, Sean, since you're the captain of that ship. I'm sorry, what am I rolling? E3 for your morale. Because of the critical. Oh, okay. One. Alright, up to 78 morale. It's not terrible. And a big sigh of relief through the fleet as you guys emerge relatively unscathed from the horrors of the warp. I guess we're gonna keep playing this game, folks. Sorry, I tried. <laughs> 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 okay, well, two weeks later, you've made it to Acredos. Um Yeah, no issue. You guys were here, right? So I guess you can be there if you want. I'll let you move the ship. You guys were there. So, oh wait, you were there. One, two, three. Yeah, you guys can move the ship. And. I think the only other thing we'd have to worry about next time um, <clears throat> I believe the engines are still damaged on the Fury
4: if I recall uh the, thruster, the thrusters, the yeah. thrusters one thruster okay. I guess
2: I think you guys have to go slower but you're going through the warps doesn't matter. Okay. Well, you guys arrive in orbit above Acrodos, a planet about the size of Charcion, maybe a little bit bigger and what you see is a massive debris field that just encompasses this planet Um, think the rings on Saturn but rather than a single plane it's just an entire bubble of garbage and trash floating through space to give you guys a further example and just to show you what we're looking at here I'll just show you this really quick Tons of garbage in space. Uh, Parts of every little thing you could think. And the planet in the distance. As you guys emerge from the warp, um, that is what you see. And, well, we'll have to wait to next week to see what lies beyond that debris field and on the planet below. So that is where we will call it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, sorry that fight took so long, but as it is in role-playing games, so um, a couple close calls there for Headhacker though. Uh it will mess. <laughs> Alright, well thank you all. As always, we will see you next week as we finally get to check out the Junk Planet and what crazy stuff is down there have to wait and see. Thank you so much, and nighty night.